Slap your mama. Hallelujah. Beef Sticks Podcast is back. Jack. And only Jack. We're only talking to you, Jack. None of these Come other on, people matter. Give it up you, for Jack, folks. Come on. You're our guy, Jack. What like else Jack. will we do on uh, Lonely Late Nights? Jack's the man. <laughs> Jack's the man, baby. Oh, so uh, com- coming off of a uh, just a confusing week in wrestling, sort of. Um, especially for the, at least for WWE's major shows. Yeah. It's a weird time to be a wrestling fan because you don't know what to expect. Uh WWE is like what left turned three, four times in the last month, and they just keep doing it. Yeah, I mean the the whole wrestling world, I guess, is trying to confuse us this week. We had a a pretty a pretty horrible takeover. We had a pretty dang good SummerSlam. We had a Tuesday AEW. We have a pay per view after a pay per view. We only had a handful of we only had four matches going into today for the new WWE pay-per-view and then only one one more match coming out of it it's it's been weird real weird uh in news i guess if you've watched SummerSlam you know if you don't well i'm going to say it here at the top of the show cuz i think it is probably the biggest news this week roman reigns is back with some new teeth. The big dog They're so white. <laughs> I thought that was funny when you said that. <laughs> uh, uh, fucking Bray Wyatt even said something about how they'll never get their teeth on his championship or something like that, where it was like a jab <laughs> at Roman's new teeth. It was pretty amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love I love that he's back. Um, I didn't expect it, which is great because any other surprises I would have expected. Um, I was definitely expecting like uh, retribution. Let me in on some retribution shit. What? What if Roman is the leader of retribution? That'd be fucked up, huh? right? <laughs> well, when when Vince McMahon said there's gonna be a surprise that you'll never see coming, I I did I expected a mild surprise. Yeah, I didn't expect Roman, so that no. was kind of, that that surprised me as well. And to see him come back, gasp as a heel. As a heel with a no no bulletproof vest, just a black t-shirt that says wreck everyone and leave. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. <laughs> I like it. I, I would I would that maybe I, I, I don't know. I'd have to lift a lot of weights, I think, in order to own that. Even shirt. my even my son was just laughing at because at first we couldn't read it. We're like wreck, wreck, and then, and then oh wreck ev- everyone, wreck everyone. Okay, wreck 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 everyone and leave. And then we're like, oh wow. Spent five minutes trying to see it, and that's all it fucking says. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of... It's like something you'd make on a creator wrestler or something that, like, some backyard wrestling... I mean, all it is is a black shirt with white... Yeah, well, that's that's what WWE excels in. They don't do graphics anymore. They just put words on t-shirts. Yeah, it's just kind of... Nah. And charge a premium for them. Um, it almost, I, I could see it being like a Green Day album back in the day or something, or, or a, yeah. a Link Biscuit album. <laughs> Wreck everyone and leave. <laughs> like, that, that could definitely be the title of a Limp Biscuit album. You ain't gonna let them breathe. You gotta wreck everyone and leave. <laughs> but it is yeah. cool. It's, it's, we've been asking for Heal Roman. We're getting it. I'm gonna give him a chance. You know? Dude, not only did we get Heal Roman, but if you like pasty... Watched SmackDown just before you tuned into this podcast. And if you didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, we found out at the very last scene 
as 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 uh, Vince McMahon's hired attorney to have every all the three men sign the the triple threat contract. Uh, it pans over from Roman Reigns, and there's Paul Heyman sitting next to him. Roman Reigns is not only a heel; he's a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah. And I guess that makes the shirt make more sense because of the whole eat, sleep, conquer, repeat, like wreck everyone and leave. It seems like a Paul Heyman kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's that's big. That's uh, it's interesting. I like it. I think. I think. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. I don't know. You know, we've never seen Roman heel, so I don't know. I, I, my first thought is, meh, I don't like the pairing. But I do think, you know, if you want to get Roman over as a heel... You know, back in the, the 80s, when you brought a wrestler back or you brought a new wrestler in, it was like, is he a heel? Okay, put him with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Put him with um, Jimmy Hart. You know, you put him with a, a manager who was a heel, and they didn't need to know anything about that wrestler. They just knew he's coming down with Bobby the Brain Heenan. I hate him. And yeah. Paul Heyman's the same way. He's always, he's always <laughs> a heel manager. So, yeah, it, it makes him a, a definite heel. No questions. No questions. And I guess this also leaves some breathing room. You can still have Paul Heyman doing his good work on the show, even without Brock Lesnar, who has probably isolated himself in Canada and intends not to come out anytime soon. And I can't say I blame him. The guy makes enough money to do that. Well, yeah. And if I mean, and if you can be snowbound in with fucking Sable, just do it. Mm-hmm. With old Rena, Rena Lesnar. Reno with that, Lesnar. With that daughter of his at I school gotta, far, far across <laughs> the nation, as far away as possible. I do got to admit, if somebody just, like, told me the name Rena Lesnar, I would not think of an attractive woman. No. Rena Lesnar just doesn't sound good. Yeah, yeah, she's very jagged and knobby. Even Rena, I mean, Rena Marrow sounded okay. I don't know if it's just because I was always used to it, but, like, that sounded okay. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Nonetheless, good for him. Good for you, Brock. Good for Brock. You go, boy. You, you, you go. go. Boy. Like you it. go. You go. But no, it's it's good seeing Roman back. It, this opens up opportunities. Um, it does. It does make you question. You know, the whole I was out because I was worried about COVID. COVID hasn't gotten any better. To the contrary, it's maybe gotten worse. So, what's the reason for him coming back? Do they really have SummerSlam? A- <laughs> SummerSlam. You want this money? We got fans again, kind of. Sometimes it's Ku Klux Klan members or beheadings or pictures yeah. of Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Benoit, Benoit. Uh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> I was I tuned into SmackDown. I'm like, great. Um, now I'm not going to get to watch any wrestling because I'm going to be playing Where's Waldo with the fans all night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My son and I noticed too on SummerSlam. There was a lot of uh, multiple images on on different screens. On SmackDown, there was a guy, a different guy, and then the first guy again. Yeah, I didn't even notice it until my son was like, there's a green screen. Oh, there's another green screen. And I was like, where? (laughs) And he's like, right there in the corner right there. And then I said, oh, there it is. And he's like, and there's one right over there. And then I looked, and I was like, the silhouette is the exact same. I was like, that's the same guy. And then we see, then you then you look at people's shirts in the background, and then it's like, oh, there's a few of them here that are the exact same person. So, yeah, I don't know if they're just if they're not getting. You'd have to imagine with it just being online, they're got to be getting enough people. But they got to be getting enough people. But you got to also understand WWE. You're getting these people online. You know, what kind of people you get online. 
people who know oh, they're not going to get punched. You know, it's, yeah, uh, you're getting trolls. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. WWE should have known better than this. Um, uh, who was it? Uh, somebody, maybe it was Meltzer this week, said that WWE has the money to do it. Why don't they pay people to be professional fans? They can afford it, and it will look a lot better. You know, Impact did it, you know? Yeah. Impact bought fans for quite a while there. Impact WWE can do that, and, and, and then, you know, these people are getting paid. They're not going to hopefully put up that kind of content. Right. Although I think it's kind of funny. And and I guess if if you're gonna lean into the internet, I I definitely approve what what human beings do because it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean things like uh, Chris Benoit, Ku Klux Klan. I, I I think that's super tasteless, and it gives pro wrestling fans a bad name. The Ku Klux Klan and thing, people... I, I I'm not for, and the beheading thing, I guess I'm not for. Yeah. Chris Benoit, though, I mean it's WWE. Fucking do it. <laughs> to do it <laughs> having you know chris jericho on there and having uh owen hart i really i don't think that's bad yeah i know they were just doing it to piss off wwe but right. i still don't i still don't mind seeing owen you know rest his soul i loved owen hart so right uh but yeah i mean there's just what if they just paid wrestling legends to be the fans yeah yeah that'd we're be not, cool I mean, already, to be fair they're already paying them yeah as, exactly as legends so just, just add it to their legends them. contract like yeah, then you're gonna you have, are our audience. Then you're gonna have like Sheik sleeping, and you're gonna have Axaw Jim Duggan blazing a blunt, and <laughs> but that would be the coolest shit ever, though, right? That should be oh, WrestleMania. Be awesome. They should do that for WrestleMania. I think it'd be just great. Uh... Yeah, it's the, the the Thunderdome thing is it's. It's working. It's yeah, it's no, uh, especially working. at SummerSlam. I noticed like halfway through, I didn't even realize that it was screens anymore. It just felt like people. I wasn't yep, paying I wasn't any attention, paying attention to them, to it either. but I it agree. helped. It definitely, they're definitely like, piping in cheers and booze. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's all right. They do that when there's right. real people there too. Yeah. So who <laughs> cares? Um, you know, and the ratings are up, and that's part of that has to be because it seems like there's an audience. I would. Uh, imagine yeah so it, it's working i still can't stand it's all the, the people in the waiting rooms because you know there, there's so many people who are watching and they cycle them out and, and then if you do something bad then you're kicked out and then somebody else gets put in or so wwe had said yeah. <laughs> and so it's all the people waiting to potentially be on the show that are watching from their homes that's why ratings are up right they're just waiting to be celebrity even though it's not because like i said i didn't notice shit I'm just going off of everything I've heard on the internet about what people have put up. I never noticed any of them. So, right. Yeah. Other than seeing the multiple people. Yeah. I didn't see any of the things until, uh, I seen stuff on the internet and at first I didn't believe it. And then I was, I thought they just shooped it, you know? Yeah. Then, yeah. I was, then as I seen more and more and it's like, no, that's legit. They're not shooping. Nope. Nope to the shoop. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I I like the Thunderdome. I'm hoping they can dial it in some more for for their sake. Uh, but trolls gonna troll, and if that's the case, I guess whatever. I mean, it's I think just like anything, they're gonna be they're gonna be tweaking it as long as they're using it. You know, I think every week they're gonna probably do a little something different, even if it's not nothing we notice. Yeah. Speaking of tweaking, imagine. Sami Zayn came back on SmackDown tonight claiming he's still the Intercontinental Champion as he never lost it. He has his own belt and everything. So that's going to play fun into uh, 
Jeff Hardy's IC championship run. Was he high on meth? No, no, but he must be high if he thinks he's the champion when somebody else is champion. That works. I mean, w like, done it like five times, before. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell, look at the uh, the original, not the original, but the, ori- the, the original pay-per-view ladder match. That was based off of a champion being a champion and coming for the champion. Yes. Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, Intercontinental Champions. Yes, indeed. You had uh, Ric Flair come in with the with the WCW Championship, claiming to be the real champion. Yeah, they've had a uh, they've done it a million times. Hmm. But it'll be it's good. A, a lot of a lot of the good guys are coming back. It is. It's. Uh. It's. It's definitely interesting. Um. If you haven't watched SmackDown, I won't spoil more for you than I already have. Go back and watch it. It's worth a watch. Um. That's weird to say because I haven't said it in a very long time. Right. But, uh. It seems like WWE is getting their shit back in gear. And like you had said before we started the show tonight, uh, it seems to be Daniel Bryan's writing that's that's probably doing the most work here. Possibly. We'll get into that later on. But. Um. I. I think. I think the biggest thing is this this whole pandemic is just kind of forcing everybody to to try a little harder. WWE yeah. WWE took a while to realize they have to try a little harder, but <laughs> you know, uh Impact this week, I haven't got to see it. I'm going to watch it this weekend, but they had Diana Perrazzo versus Jordan Grace in a in a 60-minute Iron Man match like mm-hmm. badass. I I'm excited to see that. Yeah, uh, Young Bucks fought in a tag team gauntlet match on Dynamite this week. That was a lot of fun. Um, also, it seemed like they had a lot of people in close proximity to each other fan-wise, at, at least in certain parts of the arena. There was a lot of people clustered, probably you know like what? 60, 70, maybe more. You know what kind of uh, uh, bothered me the last uh, last week when I watched AEW? Damn Jim Ross. I love Jim Ross, and there's a lot of reasons to complain about him. <laughs> yeah, there like is. you mentioned earlier. But they were I don't I don't remember what they were talking about, but Jim Ross is saying, Yeah, we're gonna have to check on him. They took him to a medical facility. I'm like, why quit calling it a medical facility? You don't work for Vince anymore. Just call it a fucking hospital. Dude, this like, week he was bitching because they won't tell him what's wrong with Cody Rhodes. They won't they refuse <laughs> to tell me what's wrong with Cody Rhodes. They just know he'll be out for a indiscriminate indeter, indefinite amount of time yes yes indefinite <laughs> amount <laughs> oh jim ross we love you i love him so much i just i love how they uh they took a picture of the uh the the announcers with with excalibur back which is a whole other story but whatever which is weird because um, he wasn't on dynamite this week but right, he'll be back he, next week i think yes he's 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 already um He's on next week. They've already recorded it, so yeah, he okay. is on next week. But it's like you got the four, you got the three of them all smiling, and then Jr. just looks pissed. <laughs> oh, take the fucking picture! Oh, the Tope Suicida guy's back. Yo, yo, Excalibur. I don't know why they call him Caliber. Is some kind of is that is that a gun reference? He's the he's the ex. Caliber, forty-five huh. caliber. Huh. huh? That's the buy JR some, sound effect now. Buy some, buy some barbecue sauce. Huh. <laughs> that mask could use some barbecue. 
I don't, I, I, I don't know why they filled that up with that that there mimosa. When I got gallons of this barbecue, they could, I could get them wholesale. Wholesale. Why isn't that a thing? Oh, my God, that would be awesome. Oh. <laughs> Fucking JR. I just love him. That would I be better that. than a mimosa Madden. What is it? Uh, it's uh, isn't it magenta just a mimosa? mimosa? It's like a mimosa. Think, it's two M words ma- match. I think it's mimosa. M- mimosa match, mayhem. Oh yeah, mimosa mayhem. Yeah, or something. It's not good. Yeah, no, it's. I'm interested to see what comes from it. That's definitely for sure. Like it's so shitty, they have to know it's shitty, right? You know, I I'm they are snide and but <laughs> I I hope you realize like honestly when I first heard him say it, I really thought it was a rib. And yeah. like, they were gonna, like, like something was gonna happen and uh-huh. like, I really thought it was a rib, but it's like no, I think no, they're it's, really going through with it's it. Real. It seems it's like real. they're He had they're a video package it. for it this week and everything. That's just <laughs> I love that it can only be won by pinfall submission or going into the vat. So I'm hoping it does. The vat's just there. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, if you're gonna have some kind of weird stipulation match like this, why not only if you throw them into it? Yeah, exactly. Like, why give the, That's why, why give I the, think it's weird that it's pinfall submission or going into the vat. Yeah, that just doesn't even doesn't even make sense. So. No, it's very strange. What would be better is if they just got like um. If they could somehow get like big troughs or something and just fill the like a like a lumberjack match, but with but with in, in the ring, like the ring surrounded by by pools of <laughs> yes. mimosa, and so awesome. you basically just had to throw them out of the ring. You know what I mean? Like a, I don't know. That's it sounds better than what they have planned, but I don't know. Ooh, and the the casino battle royale is shaping up to be faction warfare this year as well. Uh, Eddie Kingston's warfare. group, all five members of Eddie Eddie Kingston's group are in. I'm excited um, for that. Yeah, that, uh, that faction. They're really getting into their factions in AEW, and I, I'm a faction guy. I dig that. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the '80s, '90s when factions were a thing, and, and I think they could use more factions in every wrestling promotion. So I like AEW, and Kingston's group is my favorite right now. Fuck I think yeah, they're badass. Butcher and the Blade are kind of a weird addition to that group, but I, 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 I think think it's I think cool they can make it work. Yeah. You know, you got the Lucha Bros, which are just damn amazing. Yes. And Eddie Kingston, who's an old school guy, and, you know, he can be hardcore. He can wrestle. He's a former champion. He's been around for decades. There's five people in that group. It's a death pentagon. There you go. Yes. I like it. It's just some sort of... Death what, Triangle what, didn't go very far. <laughs> what's that thing look like? It's some sort of five-pointed coin. They call it star. <laughs> but I think that's going to be a really interesting. I, I don't think I've seen a faction oriented battle royal with multiple factions having members in. I think it's going to make I, the way it's shaping up, it's going to be all factions and tag teams. So that's going to be. But is it going to be every man for themselves or is it going to be the, the teams? It's every man for themselves, but of course the teams okay. are going to work together. Only yeah. one person can win, but. You know, everybody's going to be working to put their leader over. Yeah. Well, they've had tag team battle royals in the past and stuff like that. That's not new, but interesting. Yes. Had war games, you know, which was all factions together. It wasn't an over-the-top battle royal, but 
I'm actually coming up on so on uh, War Games '98 on uh, on my old retro watching. Wow, that's a lot of War I've Games. Been, I've been jumping. I've been jumping around all over. I've been having fun watching a lot. I watch a lot of old wrestling. I've really gotten back into that. Oh, plus WWE. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug WWE Network one more time before we maybe get going into this episode. But <laughs> they've added more. Um, they've added more indie stuff onto there. Some more progress. Um, some more ICW. Some WXW. So, if you if you didn't if you didn't last week after I was promoting the shit out of it, go go on to WWE Network and catch some of this indie stuff and see some of the people that you're gonna see. In WWE, in the future, people, you know, watch some of the old ones that have the guys from the past. There's got to be some Just Darby some Allen on there, huh? From his time in Evolve. Like I said, most of most of the the stuff that isn't a best of is all the newer stuff, like from 2019 and 2020. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I haven't got a chance to go back and watch a lot of it, to be honest. Um. Hell, I watched an old uh, match from 19, uh, was it 1930-something? I watched an old George Hackenschmidt match. <laughs> I've, been, I've been really watching some of the old shit, so. I also I got my son to watch, watch old shit. I just I I also know. got my son to watch some of um, Charlie Chaplin's The Kid with me. Nice. No, I remember when the, when the WWE Network first came out, I tried to go back and start watching like WCW at the, the beginning of Nitro or Raw at the beginning and watch it through. But like wrestling is such a huge machine that's constantly moving forward. I can't just sit and watch old shit because there's always new shit I should be watching. Yeah. And that's where I fall. Like I'll just I'll watch new shit. But I like it because it's very different. So if you want to watch some different no, I, stuff, I definitely I, I get that. And- it's got to be very res- interesting. You get to respect some of the stuff, you know, when you watch matches where when you watch matches where a guy can put on a hold for 4 or 5 minutes but it's actually entertaining, like you're feeling it and they're really milking it and you're just like, god, I I, I didn't think somebody and then you could start milking it. <laughs> and then you're exactly. milking it together. Exactly. Mm. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Hey Fat Mac. Yes. Why don't you take us back in time for this week in pro wrestling history? Well, I'll tell you what. We're talking about going back in time, and, and this one, we're, we're going back 32 years, pasty. 32 years tomorrow, August 29th. And uh, we just watched 2020 SummerSlam. Well, this was the very first WWF SummerSlam it, it originated from Madison Square Garden. There was about 20,000 fans in attendance with about 400,000 watching on pay-per-view. SummerSlam would air on the last Monday in August for each of the first seven years, including 92's edition, which was actually taped two days earlier on the Saturday. So that was a little different back then. The matches on this card, we've seen the British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid, Fought the fabulous Rougeos, Jacques, and Raymond to a 20-minute time limit draw to start things out. That's a good way to start a pay-per-view right there. Those four can go. Bad News Brown defeated Ken Patera. Rick Rude defeated JYD, the Junkyard Dog. We've seen the Powers of Pain, whose Barbarian and Warlord defeat the Bolsheviks, Boris Zukov and Nikolai Volkov. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Honky Tonk Man in 31 seconds to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. His longest match ever. 
Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> Dino Bravo defeated Don Morocco. Demolition defeated the Hart Foundation to retain the WWF Tag Team Championship. Big Boss Man beat Coco Beware. Frankie wasn't there to help him that time. Jake Roberts defeated Hercules Hernandez in the main event scene. The Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage beat the Mega Bucks team of Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant. And in this match, Jesse the Body Ventura was a special guest referee. Nice. Loaded card. SummerSlam. You know, this was their this was their second uh, pay-per-view. They had WrestleMania and then the, then they had SummerSlam, so did the world ever get a Ultimate Warrior Goldberg match? No. How sad. No. That'd be the fastest match in the history of time, and it would get like seven stars. I don't know how you would do it because neither <laughs> one can sell. You know. <laughs> yeah, they just both do their finishers, pop up, and walk out. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm at the uh, Warrior era of WCW right now, and when I'm as I'm watching that in succession, succession and yeah, that's a bad time for Warrior. <laughs> Warrior was never good, but he was super entertaining in the '80s. Yeah, you know he wasn't good, but I can still go back watch his matches, and I love him. I'm entertained. I, I'm glued. I I feel bad. Strata's dad, Ultimate Warrior, is his favorite, and I'm just like, why? Oh, because he's. <laughs> I mean, he's super. He's one of the most entertaining wrestlers ever. You know, The Rock sucks at wrestling, but he's one of the most entertaining ever. No I'd say he's better than Warrior, but anybody he, who's ever uh, seen Anybody who can get over an elbow shooter. drop is good in my <laughs> eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, I guess that, that was that was your, your SummerSlam history lesson. And before we get into SummerSlam, I suppose we should talk about NXT TakeOver Triple X. Oh boy, it's so good. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. So we started with the pre-show, which I didn't catch. I didn't either. It was a three-way number one contender tag team match for the number one contender. For the tag team championship. <laughs> you know how WWE likes their long-winded titles. I just figured I'd we throw that it. on there. Just do it. And we saw my boys, Breezango, defeat Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch and Legado del Fantasma. Good for them. I'm super I'm super stoked that they won. Yes. You went with your too. heart, Pasty. I did, and it worked, and it saved my ass, right? I won this weekend. No. Oh, yeah, the, you don't get points for the pre-show. <laughs> you would have won had you got points for pre-show. Yeah, yeah. Then we started the main card. Actually, do you want to do it? Uh, well, we got we got uh, Finn Balor defeating Timothy Thatcher in a match that I think Pasty and I don't quite agree on. I mean, if what you want to start your show is a real slow mat classic from Finn Balor... That wasn't what I was anticipating, but they're both good at what they do. Um, no, honestly, it was a good match, but in the wrong placement, and I think this uh, set a bad pace and a bad omen for the rest of the show to follow. I I don't agree. I will say, I if I was booking it, I would have swapped this in the ladder match. 
Yeah. I would have had the ladder match go on first and then you have You ramp this match. people up and then you slow it down. You don't start but, um, slow ever. That's stupid. Despite, well, see, that's where I disagree, though. I, I very much don't think this started slow. Um, I thought it was going to be a conflict of styles, but they went into this and Finn Balor, well, Timothy Thatcher brought out Finn Balor's wrestler. I mean, this was yeah. a catch-as-catch-can from the beginning. Um, I mean, Thatcher, of course, is one of the best. Him and him and um, Matt Riddle are probably two of the best wrestler wrestlers there, but he put on a clinic. He was using holds. He punished every part of Balor's body. It was very old school. But Balor came back, and he actually uh, he kept it down the mat, and he kind of fought Thatcher's style. And it wasn't until um, I think he missed a coup de gras, and he kind of tweaked his, his left knee, I think it was. And then Thatcher worked over the knee, and it's, um, you know, we were just talking about old school wrestling. This is the kind of stuff I, I love, and this, I was into this. I was super stoked from it, and I felt super excited by the end. Um, I personally would have gave them maybe two more minutes, get them just over 15, but 13 minutes is solid, especially since, honestly, more more fans are probably looking at it the way you did than I did. So Yeah, yeah. Um, they could even maybe have shaved some Eight off. Eight to but ten I, minutes would have been good. Probably for your average fan, but yeah. I, I loved this. I gave this an A minus. Like I, I said, I I, I understand and I respect catches can, catch can wrestling. I just think it's more of a middle of the show kind of thing. I would have swapped it with Cole McAfee and started with that instead. Really subvert subvert people's expectations right off the bat, rather than yeah. But that was a slower match. I don't know. I thought it was it was. I guess I wasn't paying attention to the pacing of the match because I was just like, holy shit, this guy can do th- what? What? He did that? What? Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Um, like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from Balor and Thatcher. I thought it was a good match. I just thought it was bad placement and it set the pace wrong. But uh, following that was probably the – I think I think we both agreed this was the best match of the night. I agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. The North American Championship ladder match. Seeing Damian Priest defeat Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, and Velveteen Dream. God, they looked like they were going to have Velveteen Dream win it for most of the match. And I think they did that just to piss people off. You know, watching this with my son, um, there was about four or five times where I was like, oh, shit, no, he's going to get it. Oh, he's going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's and it was like, and like I was telling my son, I was like, uh, I picked Damian Priest, but I, I really want Johnny Gargano to win. And it was like, you know, Johnny Gargano is right up there. And then, <laughs> like Cameron Grimes a couple of times was, and I was like, oh, Trevor yeah. Lee's getting it. That'd be cool. I like, I like Trevor Lee. I, li- I like Cameron Grimes. That's cool. That's cool. And then it's like, they just, I, I fell for it. I wanted Cameron Grimes times. to win it until he's like, to the moon. And I'm like, you fucking <laughs> lose this match, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I but get you know, his his like gimmick is he's a moonshiner, which is really right. stupid in 2020. But I, I like his look. I, I like what he brought to this match. I think he was probably the standout uh, breakout of the thing. Uh, the only other person I really didn't know anything about was Bronson Reed, and he was good too. But Cameron Grimes, was, Bronson Reed was solid. I think. Yeah. Um, you need your he big didn't dude jump in the out match. like some of them. Yeah. yeah. But with over 20 minutes on this match, I thought it was um, it was definitely a good way to, like I said, I just, you know, at 15 minutes, I kept thinking, oh, this guy could have it. This guy could have it. And they had people, uh, they did good camera work where you could see a guy up on the ladder 
touching it, getting ready to take it down. And you could see like three other people on the ground, but you couldn't see the guy getting up. So it really made you feel like this could have been it. Yeah. And, you know, NXT is one thing about them. When you have matches like this, they give every wrestler in the match like time to shine. And, you know. It's definitely a showcase rather than a we need to put as many guys on this match as possible. Yeah, everybody looked good at the end of this match, I think. Yeah, yeah. Stellar Uh, standout, awesome ladder match. I, I, I don't know that anything could have been better. I mean, we we didn't see any real unique stuff with the ladder, but gosh, I don't know how much more you can do after 30 years of ladder Mm. matches. Yeah, and I think it was just about how fast and smoothly everything happened. There was always something major going on, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, the one one negative I'll give this, which has nothing to do with the uh, match itself, is uh, this match really would have just killed with a live crowd. Yeah. I mean this match would have blown the roof off with the live crowd. So that's just something that just, it's it's a product of its times. It's not nothing they did wrong. It's not even something WWE did wrong. It's just the way it is. But I gave this one, I gave this one an A. I give this a solid A. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't an A plus. I mean, there's things that could have been better, I think, in my mind, or, or I don't know. Could have been 45 minutes. Could have been 45 minutes. <clears throat> could have been 45 minutes. <laughs> But um, I think the guy, I think the right guy won, you know, like I said, I wanted Gargano, but Damian Priest, they're doing something with him. Well, I'm glad they, (laughs) it's, it's a little early on to say this, but I'm glad they put both big behemoth new guys over in the same night because obviously one couldn't hack it. Right, right. Uh... (laughs) You know, I mean, um, I've, I've never been a huge Punishment Martinez fan and I almost think he may be winning me over a little more in NXT. Which I like him in NXT. Happen. I do like him in NXT. I wasn't so sure of him beforehand, but now like he's he's a WWE guy through and through. He can be your next Randy Orton for you know twenty years or so. The only problem is he could end up being your next uh, Baron Corbin. Also, he, yeah, that's yeah, what I worry about. Yep, and then yep. not by no fault of his own. I mean no. by WWE. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see, but yeah. Hopefully, Baron Corbin is Baron Corbin enough to just fill that void for a while. <laughs> we hope so. We hope so. We They're gonna be them. in a tag team together, though. I can guarantee it at some point. <laughs> and I'm gonna fucking uh, take the Kurt Cobain route by having Kirsten shoot me with a shotgun because he yeah, didn't kill that's, himself. Oh no, Courtney Love did. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Kirsten you compared her to Courtney Love. She's here. She heard it. That's sad. <laughs> less makeup, fortunately. <laughs> Hopefully, less crabs and less fucking cocaine. I think the drug, everything. yeah, the drug contents down significantly. We hope like hell. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next pasty, we had a match that I was really not looking forward to, but definitely. Uh, it, it it definitely did more than I expected. That was Adam Cole defeating Pat McAfee. I hated um, for, everything about this match leading up to it. And then oh, when yeah. it happened, I was like, is this going to be the best match of the night? <laughs> yeah, he definitely reminded me of like, a, a, you know, from back in WCW, like Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone, where you could tell they took it seriously and were actually wrestling and training and and wanted to do it. Um, yeah, it wasn't until after this match I found out Pat McAfee has his own wrestling ring and has been training personally for years. 
Yeah. You, you know, he, in all honesty, I mean, in all honesty, he looked like, if, you know, if he wasn't Pat McAfee, he would have just been a, a jobber. On, yeah. Um, yeah. On whatever they have now, superstars or whatever, I don't know. But he did so much better than most of the other celebrities ever do. Most? I would say he's probably the best celebrity in ring. Who, who, who's uh, better? Um, Arrow. Whatever okay. his name is. I thought he was yeah. a little, Arrow kind of surprised the shit out of me, too. Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. He got Cody a job on a new TV show. That's why Cody's taking time off. If you didn't know that, I, I, yeah. I found that out the other week. Yeah, he is. <sighs> but um, I, th- I thought he, especially for not even being an athlete, really surprised me. But I'm taking nothing away from Pat, Pat McAfee. Is he a WWE guy now? That's what I want to know. Like, are we going to be watching him more? Because I would like to see him develop more. I'd like to see him develop and then go to the main roster and kick the shit out of Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> this is how you do it. Yeah, we'll, we're going to have some comparing and contrasting come SummerSlam. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Did anything stand out in this match for you? Um, I Other really liked when Pat, Pat McAfee did the vertical jump up to the top rope and started punching Cole. Cole definitely pulled himself back for this match. He wasn't Adam Cole you're used to seeing on a takeover. He no. was like... Half calf, maybe Half not calf. even quite. Uh, but uh, no, I I just liked how good Pat McAfee was. How much better than I anticipated it being. Um, he he legitimately looked like he could win for parts of it, which was pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, going into it, I I went with my heart with Adam Cole, but I I thought that they were gonna have the celebrity win like they usually do, so. I was really surprised, uh, a surprise that he didn't. Yeah, no, I think, I think um, uh, Triple H really did a good job at surprising all the way around with this. Like, we thought we were going to get a shitty match with a pretty predictable outcome, and we got a pr- damn decent match with the right outcome. It's weird for WWE. Was it just me, or did it seem like Cole was, in, in the ring, Cole was playing more the face and McC- McAfee was yeah. more the heel? Yeah, very much so. Which I don't know if that's a leading to an Adam Cole turn or I don't want Adam to Cole to be a baby face. I don't like that disputed era being baby faces or I I don't know. Um, I I don't want that right now either. Although Cole can be a baby face. Yeah, honestly, but, probably the only reason Pat McAfee came off as a heel is because he's not a wrestler. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. automatically flags him in your mind as the bad guy, invading territory and shit. But. Uh... No, I, I, I like this match easily second or third best match of the night. Yeah, uh, I'd say maybe that. I, I gave it a B grade, but I definitely graded it on a curve. Um, it wasn't a B grade match, but McAfee isn't a trained wrestler. So for that reason, it's like I bumped it up. I probably bumped it up a whole letter grade. It's probably a C yeah. match, but, but I give him credit. He deserves it. Yes. And Cole. Cole deserves it for being able to, I mean, he carried McAfee through. for as Yeah, good he as, Shawn Michaeled that match real Damn well. right he did. Damn right he did. So <laughs> I gave it a B. I was, I was pleased. So the comparisons to Shawn Michaels from Pat McAfee are valid. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then we had the NXT Women's Championship match, seeing Io Shirai retain her championship against Dakota Kai. This match was middle of the road for an NXT TakeOver women's match. 
I think Dakota Kai is not ready to be in this scene yet. At least maybe just maybe it's just this match. But uh, she she looked real green to me to be in you know take over thirty women's main event. You know it's I don't know. I also probably didn't pay the most attention to this match because I was still like, whoa, Pat McAfee did what? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I actually, I really enjoyed it. I think these are two of the uh, the futures of NXT. Um, don't know how they'll do on the main roster, but I think, you know, these are the uh, these are the the Bailey and Sasha from back in our day. Um, the feud's been built up, you know, they, they really, they sold it as something important on, uh, you know, I haven't been watching, but they definitely sold it. The announcers sold it well. It, you know, it, it, no, it wasn't the best women's match we've seen on a takeover, but I thought it was really solid, um, really solid between two wrestlers that can just go. And, uh, I was surprised, um, Eel Shirai was kind of the heel in this one. Yeah. And I thought Dakota Kai was a heel, but she must have went face again, or are they both heels, or I don't know. Uh, that's what happens when you don't watch NXT Weekly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but Io Shirai, they did a great job of making her heel without really changing her much, so I think they could really have fucked her over by completely rehauling her character. And then, um, um, what's her name? Not, not Ruby Gonzalez. Um, anyways... Ra- Ra- Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel, thank you. Raquel Gonzalez. Um, having her there with uh, Dakota. Um, is she, she was with Dakota, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they kind of built up uh, Gonzalez and Ripley, and I think that could be cool. Gonzalez, um, we'll have to see, but they, they kind of they, they moved along a separate storyline as well. So I really... No, it definitely wasn't the best NXT women's match I've ever seen, but I enjoyed it, and I mm-hmm. thought compared to some of the other matches on the card, it was definitely better. Oh, yeah, like the next match? <laughs> God, this Very hurt. Much. It hurt so much, Fat Mac, to watch the NXT championship match. Yeah, Karrion Cross defeated Keith Lee, and that that isn't why it hurt. You know? No. Um, we all seen it coming, although I don't think it should have. Yeah, do you want to start it or you want me to start? I just this was not a Keith Lee match, you know. When I think Keith Lee matches, I'm gonna be on my, you know, on on, on the toes, fucking excited the whole time. And this was not that. This was this was like the first match, but not good. Yeah, and Kerry and Cross just kind of picked apart Keith Lee the whole time. Lots of arm locks on Keith Lee's giant arms, which doesn't look good. Um, I don't know. It, it wasn't good at all. I, no, um, it Carrion Cross didn't look good. Although partway through the match, he separated his shoulder, probably while he's trying to wrench Keith Lee's giant hawk behind his back. <laughs> Keith Lee's right? arms don't move like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, um, Carrion Cross kind of, he came with the intensity uh, I, and do I don't like that, uh, what's. But... I don't like the entrance. I don't like her like mimicking the the lyrics to whatever is going on. 
and then the fallen prey and it's the same band that did bray wyatt's new theme song with the heart heel except they're going fallen prey <laughs> and it's the same thing and i hate it because carrying cross is not as good as the fiend no not at all um you know i i said before this match came i've never been a killer cross fan carrying cross um killer croc i liked killer croc killer croc's He's pretty cool. awesome yeah uh, I love Keith Lee. I was hoping Keith Lee would elevate Karrion Cross. I think Cross um, brought Keith Lee down. And, you know, yeah, he got injured, and that, that could be part of why the match wasn't good. But we've seen so many NXT takeovers where they get injured and still have, like, a match of the year contender. Yeah. And um, I, I gave this match a C. I think this may be the – this is probably the very first time that I ever gave a main event of NXT takeover a C. Probably even anything lower than a B plus, but um, I, I'd almost go C minus. It was a highly disappointing match, and if he got injured, they should have just shortened it because it did not need to be as long as it was. Literally no. the longest match on the card, and I don't think any of it was fun to watch. Well, and you and you took away Keith Lee's title after like a month. You made him give away a title, and, and then, then you. Took away, took away his title for a guy who got injured during the match and can't carry the title. This is Finn Balor all over again, but not good at yeah, all. Yeah, definitely, definitely not good. Uh, should have kept it. Um, and he could have kept it after Karrion Cross was injured. They could have been like, oh, Keith Lee's still the champion because Karrion Cross can't be the champion. Nope. Keith Lee showed up on Raw. And we're going to talk about that more later. What they, what they should have done was call an audible in the ring and have Keith Lee win. Yeah. And then he could he could take the title up to Raw with him, and he could relinquish it. He could, you know. He's going to fight Randy Orton. Randy Orton could fight for the NXT championship. <laughs> Everybody's been talking about how Randy could go. Right. There you go. And then and then he could drop it to somebody later on. He could be in Raw and NXT. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they're traveling right now. Right. So there were so many better ways to do this. Um, definitely the most disappointing, but you know what? I mean, it has to happen. It had to happen sooner or later. We know that. Yeah. Um, so no, just the, WWE is good at making their milestone pay-per-views suck. And for your number 30 takeover, they made it suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and definitely not in a talking shop of mania way. Uh, no, Karrion Cross and, and Damian Priest both came to NXT like within weeks of each other, and so they're always going to be compared in my mind. I'm glad Damian Priest is the guy who didn't get injured because I like him far more than Karrion Cross. I'm also glad he's the guy who didn't get pushed right away because um, build some guys up with the talent you have there. Slowly yeah. build them up. You don't need to push push him right away and with how similar like he's supposed to be a psychopath and shit how similar that is to kind of what the fiends got going even though it's yeah. it's, it's a completely different realm but it's still the, the ultra violence vibe right, um, right. keep him as far away from the nxt main event scene because i don't want vince to see him i don't i don't want vince to say oh that's gonna be my new toy fuck no. the fiend no or or even join the fiend in the new family, or family <laughs> you just don't need that yeah, yeah, but he would be the one to join the fiend and then take the fiend out to take the lead. Right? You know. Oh yeah. We don't. I don't want that either. No, 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 no. 
Um, so we ended the pay-per-view four and four. We did go to the tiebreaker. Gargano was in the ladder match. Mac won with the tiebreaker. Sorry, tiebreaker. It's not, It's cool though that um, both this one and uh, and the last match were so, or the la- the other pay-per-view were so close. In fact, SummerSlam came down to the last match for you and I. Yeah, yep, that was uh, intense. Um, best match of the night, Pasty. We agree. Uh, right? The ladder match, yeah. Ladder yeah. match, hands down. I don't think it's debatable. Final grade. Uh, I gave it a B minus. I gave it a C because you gave it a B minus, and this is fucking takeover. I expect more from takeover, so yeah, it lost I, points. This I should honestly, this should be in the D range. If if I'm grading being honest it on a with curve, myself, it, it um grading it on a curve. I'm definitely gonna give you the C. I'm gonna say, I think the final grade should equal a C. Yeah, a C. yeah. I, it doesn't need to be any higher than that. I just um, feel like there's only lower. two noteworthy matches. On the card. And, I don't know. So we'll, we'll give it a C because it, it, cause it's the worst. It is the it's, worst. It's the Brita of NXTs. Yeah. It's the worst. But that brings us to WWE SummerSlam, which I was so ready to be disappointed in. Oh, I do want to say before we move on, uh, NXT TakeOver XXX was the very first NXT TakeOver my son's ever watched from beginning to end, and I felt so bad for Oh, him. no. Because I, <laughs> like, I always talk up NXT TakeOvers, you know. And he, he doesn't really follow NXT. He follows the main roster, but he doesn't follow NXT. He follows main roster, and Impact is basically his two. And uh, I always talk up NXT TakeOvers, and I was, you know, I was selling this one for him, too. And it was like, yeah, it's kind of like, well... Yeah, you you keep your takeovers, Dad. <laughs> oh man, I felt like a schmuck. But we moved to SummerSlam 2020. Um, definitely wasn't expecting much from this one. We had a pre-show. I did not watch United States Championship. Of course, put the black guys on the pre-show. Yep, on, yep, Vince. Yep. And when we predicted this, this was on the middle of the card, and we noted that hey, it's kind of cool if Paul Cruz isn't on the pre-show, and <laughs> yeah. then he was. I'm surprised Vince didn't have a 17-year-old with glasses walking around with an assault rifle. Um. Anyways, uh, Apollo Crews uh, defended Talk it his... up for a minute, Daddy. I'll be right back. Uh, Apollo Crews successfully defended his United States Championship against MVP. Of course, Pasty and I both picked Apollo Crews. Uh, it would have been nice to see MVP do something, but I, he, like I said last week, he doesn't need the title, and... Apollo Crews is actually, well, kind of getting his due, even though he's getting thrown on the Dagum pre-show of the second biggest event of WWE. So, kind of shows you where Vince is at with him. But it was a short match, six minutes forty seconds. I think that's fine. And uh, so then we moved on to the actual main show. SmackDown. I, I, I do have to say. I do hate that they uh, are doing this. We're a black team. You're black. Join our black team. You won't join our black team. We hate you. Yeah. I don't like that storyline at all. Yeah, I I agree with that as well. Um, I I noticed that when they were talking about them trying MVP trying to recruit. Uh, who is he trying to recruit now? <coughs> Well, he's got Shelton Somebody. Benjamin. He's yeah. got 
Was it Big E? I don't know. Miz was saying something, talking to it wasn't Big E Big on e. SmackDown e. about him being a sing- single star or something. Yeah, it wasn't Big E. I don't remember who it was. But, yeah, he was backstage trying to get somebody to to join him. And it's just like, yeah. Did... I'm all for having a strong black faction. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But yeah. it shouldn't just be like, hey, anybody who's black needs to be in my group. <laughs> you know, even the Nation of Domination didn't do that. They had white people. They had Puerto Ricans. They had... Yeah. They had... Uh, Samoans. Mm-hmm. They had a little bit of everything in the nation of domination. Titus Worldwide had Dana Brooke. Right? <laughs> and the Titus World Slide. Yes. So we move on to the actual main show, Pasty, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey actually beat Asuka. With um, a little help from her friend. She didn't really get a lot of help from Sasha. There wasn't a ton of interference. I was kind of surprised. Um, other than an inadvertent hit that uh, when 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 Oscar went for a hip a, a a hip attack and she ended up hitting Sasha Banks by accident. The point and is, Sasha Banks was there for her friend when she needed her. She wasn't. She was just standing on the apron and accidentally got hit. She didn't do anything for her, you know what I mean? She just accidentally got hit. Bailey hit a Bailey to belly. Bam. She kept the championship. In a in an okay match. It wasn't great, but it was okay, I thought. But they're definitely planting seeds, you can tell that. Oh yeah. Because yeah, it was they, definitely expounded on SmackDown a little bit more. Yeah, and the and the the commentators were definitely like, Oh, it was because of Sasha Banks. It's it's like, well, yeah. But Sasha was just standing on the apron when when Asuka missed a hip attack and hit Sasha instead. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, it was a good way for the, the heel Bailey to win. And um, Asuka, Asuka didn't look weak in this match at all. No. In fact, she, she got pissed off and came back worse than ever. Oh, she did great. Um, she did really good. Um, uh We'll see moving on later on the night how she did. Yeah, they, they definitely spaced those matches out. I was kind of anticipating them being back-to-back. I'm glad they did, honestly. Yeah, it, it works for the story a whole lot more. It does. And I think it works for just the audience, too, to not watch a, a similar match. And it's match a SummerSlam with three women's matches. That's kind of crazy to think about, too. We're just happy about that. It's cool. And none of them were on the pre-show. Yep, none of them were on the pre And none of them were really, uh, like, goofy matches at all. You know what no. I mean? And none of them were, like, you know, three, four-minute matches. They all got ten minutes or more, so. Good stuff. What do we got next? Then we got the Raw Tag Team Championship, seeing the Street Profits retain their gold against Andrade and Angel Garza. I was really excited about this match, and then I didn't pay much attention to it. <laughs> I really, because I wasn't expecting shit out of SummerSlam, so I, I I watched with the intention on paying a t- paying paying mind to like three matches. Yeah, um, this match wasn't. I mean, you and I were talking it up, and it definitely wasn't as good as I thought it could have been. I thought it could have been the runaway match of the night. Mm-hmm. Um. It was it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't bad. The yeah. match was um, 
the match was as good as you would expect from a raw match between these two. I think. Um, I think the thing is, is I I I find myself every Street Profits match. I, I say I love the Street Profits, but at the end of every Street Profits match, I'm like, God, I really can't wait for Montez Ford to do his own thing, because he is gonna be fucking money. And that's he's actually probably my only major gripe of this is that. Montez Ford was just taking a beating and getting whooped and staying in there, and then he tagged out. And then, like, I don't know, one minute later, he tagged back in from Dawkins. It just it didn't really make much sense. But, I mean, they ended up winning, so it didn't hurt them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. I mean, at 7 minutes 50 seconds, this, this match was definitely the afterthought of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah, it. It just could have been so much more. They only gave him seven minutes fifty seconds. Yeah, nope. I thought this was gonna be like uh like like a new day um Usos match, you know, something to to be yeah. proud of. And it definitely wasn't. No. Definitely was not. I gave it a B minus. Um That's not bad. No, it wasn't better bad. than all of NXT TakeOver thirty. <laughs> But we went from not from a match that I expected to be great and was not bad to a match I wasn't sure about that, at least for me, exceeded expectations. No DQ, loser leaves WWE. Mandy Rose defeated Sonya Deville, as we all knew she would, which yeah. is fine. Yep. But um God, I I was I was so so excited uh, excited after this match. Rose and Deville I must, you know, this is the this is the blow off to their match, and this this match felt like a blow off. I I loved it. It was hard hitting. You could feel the emotion. You know, the baby face proved her toughness by by outlasting this MMA fighter in a match that she should have been able to just dominate. I think Rose is turning into a really good baby face. Um, I could even. I could see Rose maybe being the one to take Bailey out and, and taking the title from her. I don't know. That'd be interesting. She's definitely coming into her own, though. Uh, like a year ago, I definitely would not see her in a, in a position to put on a match like this. No. I didn't expect it to, you know, last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, DeVille taking some time off will probably be good and have her come back just... Uh, just more angry than ever. Yeah, yeah, because that's from from the sounds of it, she's not gone for good. She is going to come back at some point. Yeah, she still has a contract. She but I guess the threats the, the threats continued after after the initial thing. But I thought the guy was locked up without any chance of bail. So we'll we'll get in we'll get into that later. Yeah, it's we'll it's get weird. into that later. Uh, but no, I don't know. That's I mean, that's what I have to say about this match. I'm sorry for just going on and on, but what what did you think? What, what no, you it was say? it was definitely good. I wasn't anticipating much. It's Mandy Rose. She's she's not there for her wrestling ability. At least that's what I thought. And yeah, no, this was good. I I fully expected Tucker and Otis and Dolph and and Bobby Roode to be out there, and this was going to mostly be about them. But it wasn't. This was about these two women and their story and this blow off to this feud that's been going on since oh, fuck WrestleMania hell in a cell. Maybe that, yeah, that it's far been going back? on for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Enough to where I actually know about the feud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, most of these, I'm like, what would this happen? <laughs> oh yeah. Last pay-per-view. Oh shit. I forgot. But it's like this one. It's like, yeah, I know of this one. Yeah. It's weird seeing WWE doing long-term booking again and, and in places you wouldn't expect to see it. Yeah. Like the women's 
you know, it's not even a title match. Yeah, yeah, they're they're mid card women's, and they've got this long standing story, which. You know, she could come back for WrestleMania, and that could be like a WrestleMania match. You... Oh, for sure. Then you've got a story that's been brewing for over a year. And like you said, I, I definitely expected it to be overbooked with so much interference, and mm. there was zero, zero. And with all the fucking Bailey and Banks and, and shit, it, it's good to see some other women get some spotlight. You know, Charlotte and Bailey and Banks... And Oscar, they've all been eating up the 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 camera time lately. And it's right, like, this is good. I I appreciate it. Um, I did or did not appreciate the next match. <laughs> it was fun for what it's worth, but the ending was just. Ray, you signed up for three more years of this. Oh, Ray. yeah uh of course we're talking about the street fight between seth rollins and dominic mysterio dominic came out in a power rangers outfit without a mask i think he needed the mask he had a hood though so it's it's getting there it's creeping up (laughs) his head it's just gonna come down his face and probably the (laughs) only good thing about this match at least for me I marked out so hard when Seth Rollins came out in the in the Halloween Havoc '97 Rey Mysterio gear. I just fucking, <laughs> I just, I marked out so hard, and my son looked at me and he's like, "You, what the fuck are you talking about?" So yeah, I went and showed yeah, you him, messaged me about him. it. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" You're like, "Look it up on Google." I yeah. looked it up. I'm like, "Well, he's got purple pants on." <laughs> well, when he came out with the shirt and everything, um, it was the whole thing with the shirt. Oh, he, I, I even said that he went to the. Ring I'm and old. The I don't really off. pay attention to entrances unless it's the fiend. He went to the ring and took the shirt off, and I was like, "Oh no, that kills it! You got to keep the shirt on." But <laughs> I, I showed the picture to my son, and he just looked at me, and he's like, "You are such a nerd." <laughs> the fact that I knew exactly what pay per view that was from, it's like, oh, but it was awesome. I marked I'm out. Pretty for that sure so the commentary hard. team didn't even say anything about it. They said nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I was just marking. I, he should have kept the shirt on, though. Yeah. Because that's, that was, gives it a whole lot Seth Rollins being a good wrestling fan's heel. That's great, great stuff. Too right. Yeah, one of those things that maybe <laughs> the fans nowadays probably wouldn't even catch it at all. It just looked like a neat kind of outfit. Yeah, he did it's it just specifically something... for you. Yeah, he did. God bless Seth Rollins. He's the Messiah. <laughs> he is the Monday Night Messiah for you. He is, he is the Messiah. <laughs> Um, other than that, I don't even have any notes for this because I just. I mean, Dominic looked okay for a while. That's the thing I have to say about Dominic. Like I, he looks okay for a bit, <laughs> and then and then you realize this is an actual wrestling match in a wrestling company, and he's just a child. He's the same child that that Eddie and Ray fought over, you know, thirty years ago. Yeah. No, I wasn't two years old. Fucking 28 years ago. It's probably more like it. (laughs) Yeah, it was, um, you know, uh, they they never used the table, did they? I think that bothered me, too. They set up a table and never used the table. No, I think, didn't Dominic put himself through it? No, I don't know. There was. No, I I think it was still. 
I think it was still together when uh when when the show ended. It was still just sitting there knocked over. I could be wrong. Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara had a tables match on Dynamite this week, and Matt put himself through a few tables. Where, so I I don't know. It's kind of tables tables. My brain's just gonna think about Dynamite. Right. The one thing I will say about this, and I don't, it's it's actually probably a good thing. So maybe there is another good thing. Um, the one thing was, uh, at about halfway through even, I'd say Seth Rollins was just completely on the, on the offensive and just, just going ape shit crazy on him. He was even threatening, uh, Angie, you know, Dominic's yeah, mom. Yeah. he had cuffed Ray to the ring, you know, Ray couldn't do anything. Just all of this, all just, just being such an evil fucking heel. And I told my son, I was like, I was like, well, now I know for sure that Seth's losing because he's just being this disgusting monster heel. And like 30 seconds after I said that, he pinned him. (laughs) So, I mean, they definitely subverted my expectations on that. I will give him that because the way it was playing out, I was like, God, there's no way that Seth wins. Yeah, no, I thought thought Dominic was going to win. He was too dominant. Yep. Uh... Otherwise, I don't... Not much, and I don't think Ray looked good either. Just I, I know it's supposed to be his honor or whatever, but he just fucking sat there, and his kid is getting just fucking demolished in a street <laughs> fight where it's legal for him yeah. to interfere. Wouldn't, That's my problem. Wouldn't let his wife do anything about it. You gotta let him do this. You gotta let him get his ass kicked so he decides he doesn't want to be a wrestler. <laughs> right. So I can it's get a- out of my contract. <laughs> if this was a regular match, I could maybe understand. I mean, even then, no. I mean, that's your son. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, okay, Ray has honor. That's, but in that's, a street fight, that's still honorable. Uh-huh. But then, but then the when he gets handcuffed to the ropes and he's crying and reaching out for his son at the end, and it's like, well, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be standing at the ringside <laughs> watching your son get his ass beat. Right? right? Where's your honor, bitch? Jeez, you fucking flip-flopper. This is, I didn't realize you were the big show. And uh, and it's so pathetic when this is the callback I'm going to. You look at this match with Dominic Mysterio. You look at the NXT match with Pat McAfee. And McAfee was so much a better wrestler. Even, yeah. let's say, not grading on a curve. Like, just actually in the ring and telling the story and oh, yeah. selling. Yeah. Oh, man. In oh, no Matt universe so could good. Dominic Mysterio beat Matt, Pat McAfee in a fight, real no. or fake. No, not at all. <laughs> it was, it's unfathomable. I so, could probably beat up Dominic Mysterio. I probably wouldn't because I'd feel bad, but Seth Rollins seems to get a kick out of it. I just don't know what they're going to do with this Dominic feller. I really don't. It's not he's, my he's problem. He's not worth three more years. I, I, I'm saying that right now. He's not, <laughs> not worth Ray signing up. For three more years. He wasn't worth Ray coming back in the first place. Ray should be in AEW or something. Probably not AEW. But we, we got Jude on that Young Bucks. Maybe not Jude. <clears throat> hey, Jude. That's what I meant. <laughs> Jude Law on that Young Bucks match at All Out. All In. That was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This was this was bad. It was hard to watch. I felt bad for Ray, but at the same time, he was the dumbass who didn't help out any. Even when when uh, Murph Dirt got involved, he's just like, uh, right. I mean, when when the best part of the match is the the entrance, it's like it's either an Undertaker match or it's pathetic. Yeah. So 
and it was uh, pretty pretty pathetic. I gave it a C minus. I think, and that might be being. Oh, great, and Dominic but... Mysterio has the worst six one nine I've ever seen. Oh, he's too he's too long for he's it. He's too huge. Yeah, yeah like there's no momentum. There's no momentum. It's just slow motion. Just because it's, I mean, stick with the frog splash works. And he, he sucks all, at he climbing the ropes. Frog the, yeah, the frog you know, splash was good. It was decent. Like you said, I love that the announced team was like, Uncle Eddie's smiling down. I'm like, yep, he's saying, that's my boy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Papa Eddie. Papa Eddie. Uh, Papa Eddie wouldn't let him wrestle. Should, should have, should have lost. Papa Eddie would have, Papa Eddie would have jumped in that match and whooped the shit out of Seth Rollins. (laughs) He would have beat the fuck out of him. Hey, think if Ray would have if Ray would have died all those years ago instead of Eddie, he wouldn't have killed somebody. You're so morbid. I know. <laughs> that is so fucking morbid. <laughs> so many things are wrong with that sentence. I mean, you you are correct. I'm not saying you're wrong. You are correct. And maybe Benoit's family thing. would still be alive. Holy shit, Ray, you should have died. Legit. <laughs> You know, legitimately, the Benoit thing, you're actually correct about also. Yep. It, it, it seems like that's one of the things that really pushed him over the edge. So maybe, you know what? Maybe had Ray died instead of Eddie, that was one death, but it could have saved three three other deaths. <laughs> yep. And At we least. wouldn't have to watch Dominic Mysterio in WWE right now, probably. Right? We could have Shaw Guerrero in there. <laughs> I'll take Shaw over Dominic. Yeah, yeah. I want to see I that even, match. I haven't even won, right? <laughs> I haven't even seen her wrestle, but I still just I'll take it. Oh, we talked more about this and and twenty two fucking minutes of this shit. Yeah, yep, twenty two fucking minutes of this shit. They tried to take his eye out too, with the steel steps. <laughs> it's the, the only way. Steel steps. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. My son, I was like, I was like, that's how they took out Ray Mysterio's eye. He looked right at me. He was like, they should have used a melon ball. Or yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, see, even you know a better way to do it. Yeah, they should have used a melon baller. That's fucking perfect. That's what, you know, melon ballers are made for, balling melons and taking out eyeballs. It's about the only two things they're good for. Yep. <laughs> should have used a melon baller. You just said it with a straight face, too. <laughs> Should have used a melon baller. Oh, it was something that didn't need a melon baller, Pasty. Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka actually defeated Sasha Banks with Bailey. Because she was pissed because she got fucked in the first match. Yeah, Bailey didn't help her friend Sasha Banks. And then on SmackDown tonight, rubbed it into Sasha's face, saying, Well, you're just not destined to ever defend the Raw Women's Championship on a pay per view. And it was like, Holy shit. And then they're still friends, and they're going to defend their tag team championships at the pay-per-view on Sunday, which we'll get into in just a short bit. But this was, I, I think it's an interesting dynamic where they're going to pan Sasha as the baby face against heel Bailey. Yeah. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. That's like where it's that. going, which which is interesting. I like this Bailey heel character. As little as I've seen her, I've enjoyed her every time I've seen her. I think it, it really works. It's a little weird. She was backstage on SmackDown, and they were doing a segment at the end. She's like, 
let's go, dog, talking to Sasha Banks, that Sasha Banks was still standing there not really paying attention, so she said it like two more times, calling her a dog. You don't... You, no, Bailey. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, no, I, I really thought this was a this was a great match. I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching this. Yes. Well, one of the better uh, women's matches we've seen in a long time. Asuka and Banks, I mean, they, they really wrestled a good match. They had counters. There was psychology. You could really you could really tell the story. And I think it helped that we had part of the story earlier, for sure. Yeah. But, goddamn, this match, Asuka winning this match was, to me, I-, I was okay with her not winning both belts. Yeah. The way she won this match. This was, she wrestled a better match on this one. Like you said, she was pissed off. She lost the last one, and she's like, I'm going to do better this match. And she did it. Mm-hmm. And it's necessary. It's so necessary to tell this story that they're telling between Banks and Bailey, and, and to hopefully carry it to Mania. But I feel like if they're going to lose the championships potentially on Sunday, how long yeah. can this feud possibly? I don't. I don't know if it makes it to Mania. I don't know. Um, and then the real question is, what are they going to start it with? Hell in a Cell. Like, is that going to be their first match at Hell in a Cell? They're going to put them in the cell, and I'm going to like that match a lot, but you're not going to have much room to wiggle after that. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where they where they go from here. Um, and then, like you said, the, the ending came where basically uh, the same, almost the same thing. Asuka went for a hip attack on Sasha. She missed, but Bailey moved out of the way because she didn't want to get hit. Mm-hmm. And then Asuka took Sasha out. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't. I mean, Bailey didn't do anything wrong, in my opinion. Right. She stayed. She out moved. Of yeah, she just moved from getting hit by the hip attack. The same thing Sasha should have done last time. But it, it is good because you know it's planting the seeds. We we know what's going on, mm. and um, we need a we need this to happen. It's been four or five years. Yeah, we've been, been waiting. Fucking... <laughs> uh, but this, no, I loved this match. I gave this match an A. Surprisingly, on this whole card, the two matches I liked the most was this match and the uh, Mandy Rose Deville match, and they both got an A from me. So, yeah, on a SummerSlam with three women's matches, they they did right by me. One thing I'm going to say I don't like on SmackDown, they aired a package about Sasha and Bailey's NXT match. They haven't lost their tag oh. team championships yet. It's too soon to do that. I agree, but that is one of the best it's NXT great. takeover matches yes. ever. Yep. I think that my favorite Bro- NXT take yeah, Brooklyn. Oh man. Yep. Awesome. I love it. I do. But it was definitely too soon to show that package because you're you're not Agreed. there yet. You're not there yeah, yet. Yeah, they haven't even split, let alone yeah. I mean yeah. So what everybody's that. posting that they know it's happening, then just let them enjoy the ride. You don't have to paint the picture for them. Before the fucking pay-per-view that you planned seven days after the last one. <laughs> how Do you know how far in advance they announced Payback was going to be this Sunday? Did we know before going into SummerSlam? Yeah, yeah. We I think I've, I've known about it for probably three weeks, I oh, want to wow. say. I just can't understand what their reasoning was. I just think because of the swerve at the end of SummerSlam, it makes sense. I don't know. It's carrying momentum. 
And I think WWE needs to try to carry some momentum from anything they could pull out right now because they're at they've had record low ratings. You know, good writers could carry the momentum on the the Raw and SmackDown. Nudge, nudge, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> nudge, nudge, Edge. Yeah, probably uh, better than gonna... fighting Randy Orton in a gym. Uh, it, it is <laughs> probably. You know what it. else is better than fighting Randy Orton in a gym? What's that? Drew McIntyre retaining his WWE Championship against Randy Orton in a match that didn't involve Ric Flair, and everybody thought that this was where the big SummerSlam swerve was going to happen, and then it <laughs> right? didn't happen. It was a good match, though. Yeah, this is that's what I thought when Vince said it's it's a surprise that you'll never <laughs> see coming. I thought yeah. it was Rick turning on on him. So the the fact that he didn't wasn't even there. Yeah, it wasn't even there. Wasn't even there, <laughs> which was cool. Yep, it's. It, I like that they planted that. Like everybody's gonna think this is gonna happen, of course. So we won't do that. That's smart. That's Daniel Bryan. That's that's Daniel Bryan. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's nobody right. else backstage but Daniel Bryan. That's common sense. I think you're right. Uh, no, I was surprised <laughs> with this one. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know. Yeah talked about last week how randy orton can uh when 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 the time comes he can put on a solid match and drew mcintyre is just fucking great this was this was just an old-fashioned pro wrestling match this wasn't i'm not talking about like a catch as catch can i'm talking about it was just two guys going in there good storytelling good spots um they just had like a like a solid match that was enjoyable was there blood in this match um, I feel like was somebody was busted was... open, but like I said, I watched a fair amount of wrestling. This trying week. to think of this, I think that was it. McIntyre like had like a hard way on his head that was just a little bit. I think so. On one of the matches, there was a hard way just a little bit on the forehead. It wasn't like wasn't blading and it wasn't gushing or nothing, but you could just see he got hit and bled a little, and then it was should have made Dominic blade like to hell. Shut <laughs> right. it up, Dom. <laughs> Should have uh, mass transited him. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Um, <coughs> no, this no, was I, solid, solid work from both competitors. I'm very sad Randy Orton didn't get the title because, hey, Come but on. it's a great way to swerve. And this was pivotal. This match made the next match that much more epic. Even though the next match was missing far more elements that I had anticipated. Without Roman Reigns, the, the main event would have been meh. Yeah. But yeah, this but this one, physical, intense, it's kinda what you what you want from two top guys fighting for the championship. Yes. And uh it when compared to the rest of the weekend, it appeared great. Yes. Um, but you know, when you when you kinda step back and look at it. It was upper mediocre, in my opinion. I gave it a B, which mm-hmm. isn't bad. But um, but definitely, considering this whole weekend, there's much worse matches. And then we go to the Universal Championship. The Fiend Bray Wyatt defeated the monster Braun Strowman. Uh, this was all about the post-match. I honestly think yeah, no one... it was one, the entrance and the post-match. Yeah, no one put any effort into the actual <laughs> match. The wrestlers didn't, the agents didn't, the producers didn't. It didn't need no 12 minutes. Cared. 
No, it was all about getting to Roman, and the Roman part worked. But the uh, Strowman-Wyatt match was not good at all. And if this is, I'm guessing this is the conclusion to their uh, their their feud. How disappointing. Well, I would assume it's not the conclusion to their feud because the conclusion to their feud is going to be on payback in this triple threat. Well, yeah, I guess. And so. even still, I guess the Fiend and, and Strowman, if the championship goes to Roman... The Fiend and Strowman could continue this battle without a championship, which would make far more sense since they hate each other so much. It shouldn't, a, a gold shouldn't fucking matter. Uh, I'm done with it, and the, the writers seem to be done. Strowman with it. did a seated scent on on SmackDown. He's like trying to learn new things. I don't know. It could be. I, we'll see. He but did no, a this seated a seated senton. Yes, he did a senton. Explain seated senton. Maybe it wasn't a seated senton, but it was a senton, or so so the commentary said. I caught it out the corner of my eye. Like a senton like, is Whoa. a back is a backsplash. Yeah. So like, what do you mean by seated? I'm just, I'm just curious. I don't know. What did he do? Just tell me. What I he don't did. know, because like I said, I was caught out of the corner of my eye. I mostly was listening. Just to say he did a swanton bomb. There you go. Swanton he just fucking bomb. did a swanton bomb off. But the it's top just of weird that Strowman would <laughs> off the top of the cage. Because uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know, Samoa Joe does a good senton. Mm. You know, was it like that? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's. I mean, those are the kind of people that should be doing it. The big dudes. I mm. like it. I like oh, it. He 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 pretty much obliterated Drew Gulak. It was fun. There was a uh, a wicked table bump from Wyatt though that kind of looked like it took the breath out of him. Yeah. I don't know if he was super selling it or if he just really kind of hit it awkward. It looked like an but, awkward hit for sure. Otherwise, I mean, it was just unsatisfying. Yeah. Just unsatisfying. I mean. The Fiend is this unstoppable force, but Braun Strowman's supposed to be that, too. It's just going to be two guys pushing back. It's a sumo match, basically. But come Sunday, when you add in Roman Reigns, I think that's going to be way better than this. Four times better. Add one more guy, and it's four times better somehow. Or it'll drop it down. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Roman's new teeth are on fleek. The fleekiest. Talk of the town, the new team. So the match, the match happened, the match was over, we don't give a shit, but then it happened, the real fucking, the real deal, Roman Reigns busted out, uh, unleashed hell, he actually showed attitude, he seemed to have passion. Yeah. He seemed to have passion we haven't seen for fucking six years, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, he was, he was just rude, brash, uh... Aggressive Violent, right off the bat. Before you aggressive. knew anything, you knew something was wrong. Something was different, and he hadn't yeah. smiled yet, so you knew he didn't know about his teeth. And um, before anything happened this week, just uh, the night of, I, the last thing I wrote about this match in my notes, I said it's almost like fingers crossed he was a heel. Yeah. And you said uh, this. Uh, you said this week it kind of seemed like he is going the heel route, huh? Yes, yes, he's a Paul Heyman guy. I guess that, I don't know if it necessarily makes you a heel. And it plus, does. it's tough, because, it like, does. so what are the Fiend and Strowman baby faces? But they're evil forces. I don't know. You, you definitely have to turn one of them in the, in the three-way, and I don't I know think the fiend, turn. I think you turn the Fiend. Maybe, maybe like, he loses, and then he abandons Bray for some time. I don't the know. The Fiend 
is over. Like I said, you know we've got I mean? this. We've got this Alexa Bliss thing where she's starting to have this turn and try to trying to be more like the Fiend. She's got the dreadlock in her in her ponytail and shit. Um, and and also I think this is really cool too. Roman Reigns came back a heel. You know what the last match he had was against was the Fiend. When the Fiend yep. put him out with the mandible claw, everybody who he sticks his fingers in their mouth changes. Ooh, yes, that sounds dirty. And I like, I like that WWE is doing that, and they're not saying anything about it. They're just for the people who are paying attention. It's like a thing, and it's cool, right? No, it's 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 great. Um, I think, I think it's about time Fiend turns. Fa- I don't know. I mean. The Fiend character can work as a face. If Mankind and Kane worked as a face, Undertaker worked as a face. I think I think the Fiend can work as a face. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be touchy. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, Bray, he's got Bray that. Can do it. He's got the flip flop anyway. The glove with the hurt. The glove with the heel. He yep. can. He can do either. And Bray can handle it. I'm sure he can. If he they could, let him. Oh if my they god. Give him he could be face and then just mandible claw like people he's made monsters out of and turn them back to their regular self or so. <laughs> You know, that would be a little well, bit lackluster. Well, then don't touch, yeah, don't touch Roman. <laughs> no, no he doesn't go in through the mouth for that. He goes right up the butthole. Woo! <laughs> I've got to go. take the evil out of you. <laughs> the only way I know how. <laughs> That's got to be the thing. Um, I, I'm glad this was a short match. It could have been even shorter, but it clocked in at, like, dead on 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, I gave it a D. It was, yeah, it it was for the finish. The finish made me pop super hard. The, uh, the after, yeah, the after match was was awesome for sure. Everything after I give that a plus. Yeah. The match itself was not good. No. No. Uh, so, uh, best match. I'm, I'm giving the best match to the raw women's title. Um, that one in the in the no DQ loser leaves WWE. I both had A's on, but I think I liked the, the women's championship better. I think it it it's got a story that it's that it's moving along, and um, I don't uh, know. That was fine. I'm gonna say the no DQ loser leaves WWE match for mine, I just because it. I'm not so on this Bailey heel shit. I guess. Yeah. No, you can't go wrong <laughs> with either one of them. They're both amazing hmm. matches. What do you give it for a final grade? I'm going B minus. It was good. It was way better than I anticipated, especially after Takeover. But I guess after oh, Takeover, sure. I should have assumed they were going to try to do something good with SummerSlam. You guys got to be know, shitty this this Saturday because we want to do something kind of cool, and we don't want to seem less cool because you guys are awesome. And honestly, though, if I seen this exact same pay per view after an A plus NXT takeover, it would probably it wouldn't seem as good. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's maybe for the best. I give it a B. The only you know I was I was probably gonna give it a B plus. I was gonna give it a B plus, but uh, or not a B, a B minus. I'm sorry. I was gonna give it a B minus, but the Roman Reigns thing, I just I bumped it up to a yeah. B. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll call it a B minus pay per view. Um, not bad considering it was a C pay-per-view for NXT TakeOver. Yep. Not, not, I think this is the first time in history a pay-per-view has been better than the TakeOver before it. Oh, 100. Crazy. Well, it's going to be super crazy come Sunday. 
Cause... Yeah, because we got a pay-per-view seven days after the last pay-per-view. <laughs> I think this is the first days. time WWE's ever done that. That's It's nuts. Like an actual it, real pay-per-view seven days after. It's a super insane move, but with this Thunderdome, like everything is different now. Also, Everything's on Monday different. Raw, they, they did completely took out like all or almost all of the Raw Underground shit, and I guess Shane's really butthurt about it. Well, I think it's okay. I never even watched it, and I think it's okay. It was so bad. It wasn't cool. Yeah. I mean, they tried. I mean, give them credit. They tried. I'm not knocking them trying. Yeah, yeah. But they got to be smart enough. If it doesn't work, pull the plug. I'm just saying, Roman Reigns as a heel and a Paul Heyman guy is better than all of Raw Underground put together. There you go. (laughs) There you go. It's a pretty good trade-off, and I'll take it. Exactly. Also, yeah, no, I was very thought it was very weird that Retribution had nothing to do with SummerSlam because that's been they such didn't a big show up thing at all. Yeah, and that's another thing I was expecting but didn't get. Yeah. So that's weird. I think Payback's going to have something to do with it. I wonder. I wonder if Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are behind Retribution. Holy shit, Ooh. that would be something. Roman Reigns be the leader of Retribution. Weird. So I guess we'll move on to, to WWE Payback. Um, we got coming in hard and strong, uh, the match that nobody asked for, <laughs> Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. Tonight Matt Riddle says, I know it's hard for you to get that little crown on your big little head, bro. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was partaking in a few herbal supplements before that. <laughs> I would assume. I partake in herbal supplements all the time, and most of the time I'm pretty decent on the show. <laughs> There's some times where I have to question myself. but Yeah, it's the good stuff. Um, I'm going King Corbin just because I like Matt Riddle, and WWE doesn't treat me good. <laughs> That's so funny because I'm going Matt Riddle because I hate him. <laughs> Isn't that that's awesome? We're both, we're both voting for the guy we don't like. We know how WWE We've been, Pasty, we've been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell we've been hurt in the past. WWE has hurt us. We just expect disappointment. Good shit. This isn't on the card, but I, I'm assuming we're going to get Sammy versus Jeff Hardy for the IC title. They haven't officially made it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be there with the way SmackDown played out. So okay, do we want do we want to do we want to just do it? Should that be the tiebreaker? We can do that. Yep. We can do that. Yep. So then we got Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. And his music's different. And they made him wear more clothes because they're ashamed of his beautiful body. And he's facing Randy Orton. And people say, yeah, Keith Lee is being pushed to the top. He's facing Randy Orton. But I think Randy Orton was supposed to win that title on on Sunday, and and I think he's going to get a win because of such. I'm I'm going with Randy Orton, and I feel real bad for Keith Lee. Yeah, this one this one was the hardest for me to try to figure out what I wanted to pick because, I mean, everything says 
you just brought Keith Lee up. They've been pushing him strong. They pushed him in uh, in SummerSlam and the Royal Rumble. We talked about that last week. They've been doing so much with the guy. You have to have him win his first main roster pay-per-view match, especially against a Randy Orton. <clears throat> you know, you can have a feud with these guys. You know, Orton wins the next one. You have a rubber match. But then, you know, I hear it's then it's Randy Orton. And it's also a really good NXT guy. So then it's like, well, of course, Vince is going to fucking smash him and teach yeah. him, you know, you can't come up here and main event win. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna go with Keith Lee. It's it's almost a flip of a coin in my yeah, book. Yeah, I really want to. I just feel like it's probably smart not to and hope yeah. I'm wrong. I, uh, I agree with you. Also, also, you know, Edge is going to be back by Mania, and Randy Edge are going to have their big last blow off. I think you got to keep Randy looking strong somehow. It could be, although reports have been coming out now that that's that's been put on hold, or or that plans are changing, and they don't know what they're going to do, and well, that they might not do twenty twenty, of course. Yeah. <laughs> So there's talk of them maybe not doing the Randy Edge. I, I don't I don't need to see it. Can we personally. do Edge and Sean? How do you how do you follow up the greatest wrestling match ever? You know what I mean? That's just stupid. But Edge and Sean with them each running the a war games. The, <laughs> the battle of the handicaps. There you go. No Edge Edge and Randy Orton running a war games against each other with with squads could be cool. Yeah, yeah. But the revival is yeah. not in WWE anymore, so never mind yeah. that. Uh, then Ugh. we got United States Championship match pre-show, probably. <laughs> we were so excited about it last time. Apollo Crews takes on Bobby Lashley. <laughs> yeah. Let's just throw him against any of the black people. Right. He's got to go against the whole crew. Of I'm surprised that's not Shelton Benjamin. Maybe he was like on on Raw or something. You think it would have been Shelton Benjamin and then <laughs> right. Bobby Lashley, Lashley would be the last final boss? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, maybe maybe Paul Cruz got some cheat codes, skipped right to the final boss. He could have. I think. Uh, have. As much as uh, Apollo Cruz deserves this belt, the U.S. Championship is a great Apollo Cruz belt. It is, and I'm so happy he has it. Um, I think they're putting it on Bobby Lashley. You put a, Apollo Cruz next to Bobby Lashley. Apollo Cruz is the dollar store version of Bobby Lashley. Look, yeah, I mean, really, <sighs> they really do look like it. And he's super talented. Don't get me oh, wrong, that guy, one of the first like massively muscular dudes to like run and flip around the ring and blow my mind in NXT. But this isn't NXT Apollo Cruz. This is WWE Apollo Cruz. You know, Ashley's going to be getting this t- championship. For sure. And you know, um, you know, Apollo Cruz is the better wrestler out of the two, but Bobby Lashley is the better entertain like all around entertainer. Uh-huh. In match on the mic, you know, he just he Bobby Lashley's got it, so yeah, of course it's Lashley all the way. Then we've got a tag match. Seeing Prince Dominic and Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and Murph Dirt. Why? Oh man, we just had way too long of this last weekend, and now we're gonna have more of this this weekend. Remember when they were pushing Buddy Murphy and he was putting on just stellar matches? Yeah, yep. 
What the and fuck now, happened there? Now he's Seth Rollins' bitch. Yeah. They sure um, J&J securityed him. Well, you know, Seth, Seth's going to be a dad soon. He's going to have to take time off. I think Murphy's going to get his feet back under him, hopefully. He's so talented. He he's is. So talented. Not great on the mic, but no. super talented. Yeah. And I really want to see him and Rollins in a fucking WrestleMania match together. Against each other, right? Against each other, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd tear so the house good. down. So good. Or Murphy Styles. Murphy yep, Bryan. Yep. yep. Fuck. <laughs> Quit holding them back. <laughs> Man, I'm going with Rollins and Murphy on this one because I don't think we're done wincing in pain yet. Yeah, I'm going uh, Mysterio Inc. Just because, like like I said earlier, I thought for sure there was no way that they were having Dominic lose that, that match because Seth dominated it so much that I feel they have to get their win back. Plus, uh, this, you know... It, the pay-per-view is called Payback. Right? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> you know, this is just a regular tag match, so I feel like this is the second, and, and we'll get a rubber match. Uh, maybe with more people. Who else is with Seth Rollins and Murphy? I think it's just the two of them. Is it just the two of them? Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe he... You know, he's I, I think maybe there was a third for a minute, but I don't remember who. Okay. I was gonna say maybe they'd have like multiple people or something or I don't know, but I could see a I could see a I mean they had a gimmick match with the street fight. Maybe, I could see them doing maybe it's retribution. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just think uh, I'm going Mysterio Inc. I really don't care. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really I'm care. I'm over this and I want it to be done. Yeah. Uh, so then we got the women's tag team championships. Bailey and Sasha Banks defending their gold against the unlikely team of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, who cut a very clear promo saying they don't like each other, and Shayna Baszler thinks Nia's annoying tonight on SmackDown. But they're going to work together, and I think this is going to be – I think they're going to be a good hodgepodge tag team. You know, a lot of tag teams have started out that way and turned out great. Look at the bar. They hated mm-hmm. each other to begin with. Um, I can't think of another one offhand, but it, it, it has happened so many so, times. I mean, uh, you got the librarian and Peter Avalon and, and then the dungeon master guy in AEW. There you go. Yeah. They, they don't like each other and they can't get a win, but they're still a team and they're great. But it does seem like they're uh, planting the seeds of the breakup and I could almost see, I could see the, the breakup happening here. Um Sarah or Shayna and Nia fall apart, and somehow they retain it, and that that's that that would be how you stretch it. That would be how you stretch it, but I could see Bailey costing them the match, and Sasha kind of, or uh, uh, yeah, and have Sasha kind of. Uh, I hope Sasha Sasha's gets mad and doesn't cry. You know what I mean? She doesn't need to cry. No. Don't don't do the crying thing. Remember when Nia Jax did the crying thing? That was yeah, wasn't good. <laughs> So I'm going with the team of Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, or how I like to call him, Shania Baxler. I love that, and I'm going with the same. You dig it. I you couldn't it. top it, so I just wrote same. And then we got what's <laughs> either going to be a great match or a god-awful match. It could oh, go I think it's going to be fun. I hope it's fun. We got a no-holds-barred triple threat universal championship match. The Fiend Bray Wyatt defending his championship again against the monster Braun Strowman, but this time with the big dog Roman Reigns in the picture. Yes. I'm going with New T. Heyman guy for the win. 
Yeah, this one isn't a question. There's no. no way. He was supposed to win. He came back and made a bitch he... out of both of them. You ain't a monster without me. That's what he said. Yeah. And this is the exact reason why fans despise Roman Reigns. He came back for one night and now he's in the now he's in the Universal Championship. But the funny thing is, is this going to be why everybody loves him now though? Cuz we got the heel, he's with Paul Heyman. Oh yeah. They're going to love it. This is what I they love needed it. to do it's so for good. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going yeah, we, everybody knows it's Roman Reigns for sure. Not a not a problem. Yes. Not a question. And to clear up this Ooh. tiebreaker, I think it should be tiebreaker if it happens, and I'm going to say yes. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we, we might actually get to a tiebreaker because I see there's only two matches, I think, on here that we disagree on, and one of them could easily end up being a pre-show. Yep. Yep, uh, I tried to, tried to play it a little bit more competitively this time. A couple of them, I, I think I might be wrong, but I think it's strategic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I need to win some. I need to win some. AEW doesn't have as many pay-per-views, okay? I can't just Yeah, do you're that. kind of falling behind. <laughs> I don't know where we're at on it, but you are quite falling behind. Um, I haven't updated our, our pay-per-view page for a while. I probably should, but yeah. Yeah, you're kind of behind, buddy. But from what I'm seeing, <laughs> what I'm seeing in WWE, I'm enjoying it, so I'm hoping maybe I can get my groove back. It's good. If I, don't I like think, it, I honestly... usually I can call it pretty good. Actually, I was going to say, I honestly don't think I'm going to watch Payback. I think I will because I think my son wants to. So I'll watch it with him. It's SummerSlam Part 2. It's two weeks of SummerSlam. That's what it is. That's how I'm looking at it. The only way I'm watching it is if my son wants to. If he doesn't, nah. I'm not excited for it. I'm not excited for any of the matches, honestly. Really? None of them jump out at me. None of them jump out at me. What jumps out at you? Orton Lee in the main event. Orton Lee... I don't think so. I think this I'm really excited not, to see what they do. I'm just afraid to see what they do. This isn't a big match. We're gonna get we're gonna get complacent Orton. It's like I said before. In big time, Randy Orton comes through and can have a good match. But this is it's against Keith Lee. It's gonna be complacent Orton. I already know it. Yeah, because he doesn't try. have respect backstage. No, it's gonna be complacent Orton. And the main event, like I said, it might be great, but it might be awful. But I also just I don't give a damn. First of all, I know Roman's gonna win. So yeah. right there, um, I'm I'm sick of the fiend and the monster. I have nothing. I don't want to see that. And I guess that's all I got to say. I mean, I don't know. I nothing here really jumps out at me except for maybe the women's tag match. Otherwise, no. There's nothing I really want to see here. Sadly, I'm just. Bobby I, Apollo I think could be I good. think this is it's a hinging point for for the build towards WrestleMania, and I think that's where I'm excited because this is where everything changes. It started changing at SummerSlam. This is where everything kind of cements the direction they want to head in. Well, that's good, and I can find out what happened and what's going to lead into WrestleMania without having to watch the shit matches that <laughs> it happens on. I'm going to watch. That's it. what the internet's for, pasty. I'm going to watch it because I'm a journalist <laughs> and it's my responsibility. And like I said, I'm, I'm probably going to because I know Phantom wants to watch it, so I'm probably going to. Yeah, but that's you know, pay-per-views are fun to watch with your kids. Or even a bunch of friends, but if I'm gonna watch it by myself, it's got to be something good. I like so, I like when we message each other during and mark out together. It's fun as it long as fun. we can keep up with each other, right? But uh, yeah, uh, we are at one hour and forty three minutes, Fat Mac, and, and plenty of news to get through. I like it. So we've got to snap into 
The Savage Sentinel. Yes, and uh, this one, little touch-up from uh, last week, Sonya Deville. She's been receiving additional threats, Pasty, and these ones are coming from unknown individuals. This happened since the recent attempted kidnapping at her home. The dude has a cult. Where the, uh, right? Where the 24-year-old Philip A. Thomas II was arrested. Whoa. Deville recently asked the Hillsborough... I didn't even realize his name last week. Really? (laughs) He sounds like... Stay away from that guy. Right, exactly. <laughs> Sonia Deville recently asked the Hillsbury, Hillsborough County Circuit Court to seal portions of evidence in the case against Thomas. The motion to have the evidence sealed, including photographs which establish her home address and characteristics of her residence, as well as messages that identify her family members, was granted by the court. And that makes sense. The public doesn't need to know any more about her at all. Uh, the filing reveals that DeVille and her ex-girlfriend, Ariana Johnson, both qualify as victim or witness at risk of harm in this case. Witness protection, I called that last week. <laughs> Johnson has also been threatened by Thomas for her relationship with DeVille. The court granted the motion filed on August 24th as DeVille has received additional threats from unknown individuals, as we discussed at the top of this uh, news. I got a got a got a question for a second. How does how does a lesbian MMA fighter who's famous go into witness protection? There's certain parts about her life she's not going to change, and it's going to be an obvious draw. You know what I mean? Well, she's not going into witness protection. She's going into witness protection. That's why she quit <laughs> WWE. Um, but to elaborate on these threatening messages from unknown individuals. These messages include, quote, I'll finish the job that Phillips started, and my knife is sharper than Phillips. So real douchey assholes. DeVille They're recently the same lost... people who were putting Ku Klux Klan and beheadings up on the Probably. <laughs> As we discussed earlier, Sonya DeVille lost the Loser Leaves WWE match to Manny Rose at SummerSlam this past Sunday. It's believed she's going to be taking some time away from the company, but there's no word yet on how long that will be. As we previously mentioned last week, the match was originally scheduled to be a hair versus hair match, but it was reported via the Wrestling Observer that DeVille's lawyers didn't want her showing up to hearings with a different look or anything like that. And and that makes sense. She needs to look professional, and with everything going on, that probably makes sense. And it's probably good for her to take some time away. Well, that, and they don't want the world to see her without hair, so when she goes into witness protection and shaves her head, (laughs) nobody knows what she looks like anymore. There you go, Pasty. <laughs> there you go. So just more um, assholey and shit. These people need to stop. Stop threatening celebrities. Stop being assholes. Stop being douches. This poor woman, I feel so bad for her. It's just fucked. They're, they're, they're just fucking up her whole life. Well, Fat Mac, the fuckery's not over yet. No, it's not. Armando Alejandro Montevallo. God, sounds like he'd hang out with the guy. I think they're I think they're friends. <laughs> the WWE fan who was shot outside the performance center in twenty fifteen was denied bail earlier this week. Montalvo, who has continued to post videos of his bizarre behavior outside the performance center since the shooting, was denied bail as he was originally out on bail when he was arrested again this past June. Montalvo was arrested on June 5th with charges of battery on law enforcement officer, trespassing on property after warning, and resisting officer with violence. Montalvo posted $2,750 bond 
and continued to harass talent at the Performance Center, even interacting with Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke on June 15th. While out on bond, he was arrested on June 22nd of this year for once again going to the Performance Center. Montalvo was charged with trespassing on property after warning. It was due to this arrest that he denied, was denied bond. The court document read, Here the defendant is not entitled to a bond in this cast as he was out on bond when he committed a new law violation. There is no set of conditions that the court could impose that would protect the safety of the community. It is therefore ordered and adjudged that the defendant's motion to set bail bond is denied. It's been deleted. Delete. (laughs) If you remember, the original incident in 2015 came from a video showing Montalvo yelling into the facility, demanding to be trained so that he can be the, the best NXT wrestler of all time. He started flexing and yelling and banging on the doors. He stayed at the facility until police arrived 11 minutes later. After authorities arrived, Montalvo continued flexing and then flipped off police Stone Cold style before grabbing some rocks and charging at one of the officers before getting shot. He's a winner. Yeah. Wrestling fans are the best. This motherfucker might just get an AEW contract. I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of like what the elite did back. Exactly. <laughs> Remember when uh, was it Sammy Guevara drove the the toy tank up or whatever? Yeah. 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 Just another just dumb fuck idiot. They got Justin Roberts fired. Yeah. Yeah, just another dumbass. Just another fucking dumbass. I do recommend, though, folks, if you haven't seen the video, look it up on YouTube. It is hilarious. I mean, oh, yeah. you don't get to see a whole lot or nothing, but he's just a he's just a dumb dick. I just I do love though that he's just banging on the door, demanding he be let in so that he can be the best NXT wrestler of all time. Maybe Montalvo's the guy that runs the cult, and, and uh, Philip A. Thomas the second is just a member. Maybe their retribution. Holy shit! They're the retribution. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. It's fans, uh, angry fans, taking back the company they love. Right? That is yeah, such a if, WWE thing to do. What if the uh, what if the Klansmen and the Beheadings weren't actually fans <laughs> fucking up, but WWE planted them, <laughs> and it's part of this whole fucking deal here. <laughs> That's just awesome. Oh man, the best part is is it could be true. <laughs> and 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 they just and they definitely cannot change their names. They literally have to use Philip A. Thomas II and Armando Alejandro Montalvo. Yep. They have to. It's good shit. This is gonna be the best storyline they've had in years. Thank God Daniel Brand's been writing this since twenty fifteen. It's awesome. <laughs> um but again, dumb fuck. He's yeah. An ass. Yeah. We can't wait to see him on TV. Oh, uh, uh, pasty. It was announced during NXT TakeOver that NXT UK would be resuming filming in the studios of BT Sport in London, England, with a comeback date set for September 17th. Paul Levesque discussed the venue change and the hashtag speaking out movement in an interview with Metro.UK. Levesque. Yes. <laughs> He said, it's an amazing facility. The intent is for us to be able to be in there long term and to be able to create this content 
And I think if later down the line we get up to a place where fans can come in, obviously we'd be thrilled and excited. Now we know that several NXT UK superstars were named in the speaking out movement as taking part in misconduct. Triple H actually discussed the allegations somewhat. He said, part of this is why we started NXT UK in the first place, to professionalize and put the system into place where everyone can feel safe and protected and have a working environment that is inclusive of everyone and the opportunity to do what we do. Mm -hmm. We take every allegation very seriously, and you can refer back to our policy. It's zero tolerance for things of this matter. Unless you're Velveteen Dream. We look into it. We go from there to see what is legitimate, what is not, what is real, what isn't, and deal with it accordingly. So a very political statement. Yes. You know, I mean, definitely a copy and paste statement. And I love <laughs> that he's like, this is why we started NXT in the UK in the first place, to have a safe place to be. Well, yeah, but 50% we of them were the ones doing the it. the savages. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 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 uh. At least he actually talked about it, discussed it. You know, I'm su- I'm surprised. Yeah, after after he, he said, didn't we, say much. we didn't find anything with Velveteen Dream. No. I just don't. I, I like Velveteen Dream. I don't see him being so great that he's worth protecting. Agree. I mean, you and I both love Velveteen Dream. He, yeah, he's, he's a great personality. It did. And, it did um, piss me seen... off pretty good at how how much it looked like he could possibly win that ladder match. Oh, my gosh. I really thought it was going to happen. Yeah. And we've seen, like, his match with Adam Cole. I mean, he can put on amazing matches. But, yeah, sometimes that's not what's important. Right. Uh, but WWE knows what's important. They do. They do. As WWE attorneys filed their opposition to several trading marks filed by Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler on Tuesday, August 26th, the trademarks WWE opposed include Shatter Machine, Say Yeah, Top Guys, and hashtag FTRKO. And no flips, just fists. The opposition noted that each of the above names are not identified as wrestler intellectual property and were created by WWE. They were not created by WWE. Did WWE really create hashtag FTRKO? No, I think uh, FTR and RKO came up with hashtag <laughs> FTRKO. Yeah. Um, Did they come up with Shatter Machine? I don't think so. Y- well, yeah. I don't think either of those guys used it before they were on d- in WWE. And so what? Now nobody can call themselves the top guys in a company? Can't be the top guys. That's can't, can't say yeah. That opposition <laughs> can't be the top guys. Can't say yeah. It happens. It's the way it is. This is so petty. It's so fucking petty. Why? I don't know. Well, remember, it wasn't very long ago where. Uh, Actually, it's been quite a while ago now, but remember Gene Simmons wa- tried to trademark the fucking uh, rock-on hand signal, yeah, the yep, hand yep, signal whatever yep. you want to call it. Well, WWE I mean, ceased and desisted on the on the two-sweet thing, and they haven't done it since. For, um, I mean, I guess when it comes to long-term money, people are going to go for it. 
But they got Cody Rhodes, too. He's going to be watching the trademarks and letting them know, like, a week before they're about to expire. Get on that shit, boys. Oh, for sure. Cody 100%. Rhodes will be on that shit. He's, he's good with his trademark. <laughs> That's you his know, trademark. Exactly. But, Pacey, it isn't all bickering when it comes to trademark. We actually have some positive trademark news concerning WWE and AEW, where WWE and Chris Jericho have reached an agreement on various trademarks. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the two sides have reached a deal allowing Chris Jericho to use his name, the name Chris Jericho, but WWE will keep the rights to various other trademarks, including the term Y2J. That's fine. WWE, uh, um, the, the order says, WWE agreed to give Chris Jericho the right to use the name in exchange for Jericho giving WWE the right to own the intellectual property of anything created either of them, oh, created by either of them. Sorry. Jericho wouldn't be able to use the term Y2J or any of the trademarks of his other characters in WWE, per Dave Meltzer. He continued to speculate that this would mean Jericho is not able to use the money in the bank match concept. Jericho is said to have come up with the match idea while in WWE. Yeah, he did say something about that that. on Dynamite, too. He said it was a, a ladder match that he came up with. He was very snide about it. Right, yeah, that's when he when he talked about the Mimosa match. Yeah. Um, but there's a million ways around it. So many other, I mean, first of all, a ladder match has been done forever. Yeah. And you know, uh, AEW has done the feast or fired, you know, which is basically the same thing. Um, Chris Jericho also said something about drink it in on dynamite this week. And I was like, Oh, he's doing that. I thought he said he wasn't going to do any of the stuff he did in WWE, but the list even came back. Didn't it for a minute? Um, maybe he won't be able to do these, those now. Actually, he won't be able to do them, at he least from be, what we've it, read. Yeah, yeah if, it came, if they came up with it in WWE, it should be. Yep. WWE. So maybe he's just trying to get him in before he knew this was coming. He was just so now there's going to gonna be an annual Mimosa Mayhem match to determine somebody who can cash in for the main championship at any time. Right. <laughs> the, brief, the briefcase is in the pool of Mimosa. you gotta, you got to dive but down. But you don't want to go in there. That's weird. <laughs> there's sharks in it. <laughs> Fuck the shark cage, we'll get the sharks. Put them in the mimosas. You, you lose the match, but the loser gets a briefcase that there's a 50% chance that there's a title in it. It's, it improves actually, can... your ratings by three and a half points. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a briefcase in there, and in the briefcase are three bottles of mimosa. <laughs> You have to drink them while in the vat of mimosa. (laughs) Too much stuff, man. Too much stuff. Your rankings improve one point per each bottle you finish before you you come up for air. (laughs) You can't drink and not breathe. (laughs) It's not possible. I've tried it. (laughs) Oh, boy. Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh uh-huh. David Arquette, of course. David Arquette's documentary, You Cannot Kill David Arquette, is available on video on demand. Woo! You cannot kill David Arquette. Only David Arquette can kill David Arquette. Correct. The new film is the culmination of two years of work, but its roots go back 20 years ago when Arquette famously won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. 
The decision made by WCW, and not so much David, has been a polarizing topic since it happened. And now YCKDA chronicles the actor's return to wrestling and his shot at redeeming himself to the wrestling world. The doc covers a lot of ground, and it's much more than just a wrestling documentary. With our cat sharing his personal struggles with anxiety and addiction as well. Once people see the film, Arquette says he hopes people can learn to just love themselves and chase your dreams no matter where they are. You know, most wrestlers have to wrestle for years before they get the drug addiction. Right. (laughs) David Arquette had it beforehand. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, I don't know about that uh, chase your dreams no matter what they are, because I'm pretty sure that's what Philip A. Thomas II did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't work out too great for him or anyone involved. Dreams, not fantasies. If, if yeah. it's a fantasy, you should probably rein it in a little bit. I will say, though, I've been excited for this DVD for a few years yes. since I first heard he was doing it. and I, uh, I it cannot... was coming out or assumed it was out already. Yeah, I cannot wait to see this, so I am so excited. I know he did an interview probably a few months ago where he had said that the COVID was pushing back on, on it getting released. But, oh, so excited to... to to watch this yowie wowie it's gonna be fun um something else i'm excited for i'm excited to get uh the next pro wrestling illustrated in the mail yes folks i still get paper copies of magazines you i like having a fucking magazine. tree killer but aew world champion john moxley made the cover of this upcoming pro wrestling illustrated where he is ranked number one in the annual list of top 500 pro wrestlers in the world well he made hardcore wrestling cool again why shouldn't he be according to pro wrestling illustrated the following criteria is used to pick the ratings on the list those criteria include win-loss record technical ability influence on the sport success against the highest grade of competition, success against the most diverse competition, and annual activity. The evaluation period for this year's PWI 500 was July 1st, 2019 to June 30th, 2020. And uh, John Moxley isn't alone. In fact, there's 500 folks on this list, and we're going to go over all 500 right now, starting with number 500. Oh, shit, we're running, we're running late, aren't we, Pace? We're already we're at two hours long. and one minute. Okay, well, we won't do the whole 500. Let's just do the top 10. All right. This year's top 10, uh, number 10, AJ Styles. Number 9, Kofi Kingston. Number 8, Seth Rollins. 7, Cody Rhodes. 6, Kazuchika Okada. Rounding out the top 5 is Tetsuyo Naito. We got Drew McIntyre at 4. Chris Jericho, Le Champion, number three. Bay Bay's number two, Adam Cole. And, of course, as we said, John Moxley, number one. And uh, just to let you know, last year Seth Rollins was ranked number one, and John Moxley was ranked at number 20, so he jumped up. Yeah, he did. Like I said, making hardcore wrestling cool again, I think, does a lot for you. He hasn't had the most. Actually, out of all the guys on this mat, on this list, he's probably had the least amount of matches this probably. year. Maybe Jericho. I think Jericho wrestles on Dynamite more than Moxley does. I think uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure um, MJF said something about that on Dynamite. So yeah. It was cool. Uh, MJF got his contracts. I'm just going to jump this in right here. MJF got his contract signed. Uh, Moxley will not be using Dirty Deeds or whatever he calls it now. 
the paradigm shift. The paradigm shift. But Moxley snuck in a secret page at the end of the contract saying he gets to fight MJF's lawyer next week and he gets to use the paradigm shift in that match. So that's, that's going to awesome. be cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we definitely um, – I wasn't expecting us to run this long, so we don't really no. have time to debate it, although we've talked a little bit about it before. And um, I recommend if you don't read PWI – Pick up the PWI 500, check it out. Especially it's when you get it. into the uh, 300 through 500 range, you really learn about some wrestlers you didn't know, and they actually give you a little. They they educate you on them. They don't just give the names. They give you they give you how many years they've been wrestling, their previous um, rankings. They give you a little snippet about why they are, what number they are. So it's it's really it's a really educational thing to to go through. Yeah, so we've, we've gone through quite a bit of it over the years, and it's always it's always good to do. I'm excited for you to get it. I'm sure we're going to hit it up. Uh, these pay-per-views got to slow down soon, right? <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully not, but hopefully not every weekend. Yeah. And with that, um, pay-per-views are coming. Pay-per-views just went. I think it's time for the comings and goings, pasty. Oh, yeah. On Monday's Raw, fans were treated to the main roster debut of Keith Lee. I'm not sure why I went Kool-Aid guy there for a minute. that was definitely not macho man (laughs) no no it was kool-aid guy but yes uh keith lee debuted on monday following his loss at nxt takeover 30 the worst one keith lee made his main roster debut when he confronted randy orton on the show he came off strong and important in the segment but fans were quick to notice the ill-fitting new generic entrance music vest and baggy shorts leading some to have concern over how Lee will be portrayed. One such individual is Road Warrior Animal, who speculated Keith Lee is just going to be a 370-pound piece of furniture on the main roster. Sad, but I could see it. I want Keith Lee, Kevin Owens, and Samoa Joe to have a stable, and they're just angry because WWE thinks they're too fat, and so they just kill everybody because of it. I like it. Yes. I like it. They could it's be, better than I'm a black guy and you're a black guy. We got to be black guys together. Right? They could call them the, the BBWs, the big bad wrestlers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. They're BBWs. Big bad wrestlers. <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. They can take out the entire legion of retribution members. That. All yes. by themselves. Yes. Just with senton splashes. Just with senton splashes. <laughs> just with splashes. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> cannonballs! <laughs> yeah, yeah, throw a couple cannonballs in there. It's a form of a senton. A cannonball's a form of a senton. Let's do it. Oh, man. Um, we hope the best for him, but you just never know. Um, New Japan announced the debut of Fred Rosser, Rosser, Reeser, Rosser, Rosser. Darren Young. Darren Young. Thank you, Pasty. (laughs) The former Darren Young. For their two-night Fighting Spirit Unleashed event, the former WWE star will make his New Japan debut on September 4th, although an opponent has not been named as of this recording. Rosser's Japan debut will mark his first wrestling match since working an independent event on October 26, 2019. And his final WWE appearance came on October 21, 2017. Um, Darren Young's okay, but sometimes people uh, who are just okay go to WWE and become great. 
You mean New Japan? Or, I mean, go to New Japan. Yeah, yeah. Nobody who's just okay goes to WWE becomes great till after they leave. Well, you know, <laughs> Roman Reigns. Yeah. I <laughs> no. Um, it's pretty they, cool. I'm assuming they're going to do something big with them. Yeah. I I mean, you, you would assume. I don't know what they're doing, but they can definitely use all the more uh, people they can get. And, you know, I look at somebody like a, a Juice Robinson, who was C.J. Parker in WWE and was nothing. And uh, even though I'm still not a big fan of his in New Japan, he's definitely become a, a big guy over there. Um, a big I wonder if he's going to do a thing where he, he becomes uh, Ibushi's new Omega. That could work. That could, could work. work. You know, they're they're much more uh, accepting over there, if you yes. will. Yes. Which is, which is good. Yeah. Over here, WWE is like, she's a lesbian. Let's cut her hair off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, pretty much it. So. Yeah, no, I think um, I think he'll do good over there. I think, like I said, I haven't seen him in a long time. I'm excited to there. see like how he's shaping up these days. It's, it's kind of cool. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I probably haven't seen him since 2017. So what is? I'd like to see his look. Yes. And what is both cool and face palm at the same time and the exact same velocity? So it's very strange. <laughs> Stoop Barrett, that's Wade Barrett, if you didn't know, did guest commentary on NXT. Yes, the brand that he created. Yeah. This week with Vic Joseph and Beth Phoenix. And he's very much with NWA, so this is very strange. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, very much, very much. Beth Phoenix called the show from her home once again due to the COVID-19 pandemic, of course. Good for her. Barrett revealed that he will be back again next week for the NXT Super Tuesday episode. There's no word on if WWE has future plans for the former leader of the Nexus. But as he has been added to the official NXT roster page where his bio notes, after being away from WWE for several years, Barrett reemerged as a color analyst on the August 26th, 2020 edition of NXT. As someone who clearly loves the sound of his own voice, Barrett should fit right in with the black and gold brand. Holy shit, the implications of this. I want to see Wade Barrett come and wrestle just for NXT. NXT was uh, Nexus. Nexus was NXT. That was the start. You know, it it just, it makes so much sense. But at the same point, I'm like, why are you back Barrett? (laughs) Yeah. And I, I believe he probably, well, I'm I'm assuming he isn't under contract to NWA, um, but he was a big part of NWA for sure. Huge part of NWA. So it's it's kind of uh, when he left surprising. WWE, he said he was done with wrestling altogether and wanted to pursue acting and shit. So this is it's a very weird turn of events. And what if he's the leader of Retribution? Right, is creating a brand new Nexus. You know, it, it could happen. I love that this concept of Retribution, the whole Retribution thing is dumb as fuck. Everything they're doing is stupid as fuck, and I hate it. It's right. dumb. But the mystery as to who the leader is and what is going on, uh, they're really it's spanking AEW's ass after the Dark Order. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, for sure. For like, the sure. Dark Order's good, but what WWE's doing now is it's... It's, it's better. It's tantalizing. 
But uh, Stu Barrett isn't the only announcer to return to TV. In fact, Excalibur returned to commentary for Tuesday's AEW Dark Taping. He did not stay for Dynamite, as commentary was done by Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Chris Jericho, though. This will be his first appearance since the July 29th episode when he was held off TV. Even though AEW has yet to give a reason for his t- on TV for his hiatus, we at Beef Sticks have speculated a promo from a PWG show in the early 2000s with Kevin Owens and him may have been why. Because Kevin Owens time, has been on TV since then. He has, but both Excalibur and Owens used racial slurs during the segment, which just recently resurfed again back in July. Owens and Excalibur have previously apologized for the promo. Yes. yes. According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Daniel Bryan and Edge have a lot of influence in the current product recently. It reads, Edge on Raw and Daniel Bryan on SmackDown both have significant creative influence. That's amazing. Yes. The term I was given is they were part of the writing teams of the respective shows right now. Bryan hasn't been around much since the Intercontinental title tournament ended in early June because of concerns about his immune system and or the fact that his wife, Brie Bella, just gave birth to their second child. Oh my gosh, did you did you hear the name of their child? I did, but I've already put it out of my mind, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. I gotta look it up real quick. I mean, their it's first kid's name dessert. is Bird. Yeah, it's something dessert. Um, <laughs> Strawberry no, I'm not, dessert. I'm not making that up. No, it doesn't even. No, it doesn't even go together like that. Um, <laughs> let's see if uh, I can find it real quick. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, fuck. Where is it? Um. Wow, Where I did not expect it? it to be this hard to find. <laughs> I know, right? Well, just just continue this. I'll continue. Story. Yes, we'll get to it. Uh Edge is out recovering from surgery to repair the triceps tear he suffered filming his backlash match with Randy Orton, the greatest match of all time. It makes sense WWE to use their skills in whatever way they can especially at a time where several members of the creative team have been let go and the rest are probably zooming into the writer's room every week. No word on if they will continue in these roles once they're wrestling again, but God damn it, I'm liking what they're doing. I noticed the difference even before I knew that was them doing it because I just learned this week. (laughs) No, it's good. I think it can can only... It can only get better it isn't going to get any worse and it seems like it's doing your writers should be your wrestlers that know how to get over with the crowd under any circumstance you know what i mean right it's smart wrestling has been smart lately i'll give it that there's been some dumb stuff in wwe I'll, i'll say that too but they're they're getting back on track and i'm hoping They'd be stupid to put Brian and Edge back in the ring and and, and not have them continue to. Whether you just go back to the way it used to be. No, I don't ever no. want to see Brian or Edge wrestle again if that's the case. No. I'm okay with that. If the product as a whole can carry on, 
If more people could live, Rey Mysterio needs to die. <laughs> if, if wrestling can be better, Brian and Edge need to just keep writing. Did you find that name yet? Yeah, it's Buddy Dessert Danielson. <laughs> Buddy Dessert Danielson. Buddy D. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Not a clue. I don't have a clue why his name is Buddy Dessert Danielson. I don't know. Is it a boy? Is, it is a boy. I thought they had a second girl. Um, and then the, Bri um, and Nikki, didn't like, they have their babies like within hours or a day of each other? Like some stupid yeah, it was twin like, shit? It was, like six, it was like 16 hours apart, but on yeah. the same day, August 1st. So fucking um, I like Nikki Bella's uh, baby's name. Of course, her, her man is... Uh, um, some Eastern European, it's Artem Chigvin Stev or whatever. Um, but theirs is Mateo something, and it's a it's like a Russian name, and oh, I, I like their name. It's Mateo's you know hard to pronounce, name. but yeah, Buddy Dessert though is uh, something else, man. Well, it's not like Elon Musk's kid's name. No, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, it just goes to show uh, Daniel Bryan and his wife are crazy fucking out there hippies. You get to see a glimpse of it every now and then in their shows, but uh, it's nuts. Buddy Dessert. Oh, I'm I'm reading here on people. They just named their kid Weed Brownie. It's it's spelt dessert, but it's pronounced desert. So that makes it better. <laughs> it's Buddy Desert, which is way better. I mean, come on, Buddy Desert. His his sense of humor is very dry. All right, let's move into the injury report and let's uh, let's wrap this up. Carrying yes! Cross suffered a separated shoulder during his big title win over Keith Lee in the main event of Sunday's Takeover Triple X event, as we discussed at the top of the show. Cross and Scarlett opened this week's NXT to announce that he was relinquishing the title due to the injury. Cross is set to undergo an MRI this past Monday, but we have not heard any yet on what the doctors have found. Although it did sound like he's going to be out for quite some time. So oh, I'm sure he will. Whatever it is, is fairly significant. For them to drop it the next day or the next show, it certainly yeah. must be. Rapungi 3K's show announced that he and his partner, Yo, will be vacating the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship titles. The announcement comes after Yo suffered a torn ACL in his New Japan Cup match against Bushi. New Japan Pro Wrestling has not made clear their plans to crown new champions. Such a shame. I love Rapungi 3K. Yes. They're good guys. Not as good as Rapungi Vice, but... Not at all. <laughs> not at all. They don't even got a cool theme song. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But nonetheless... Um, some sad news here. Bullet Bob Armstrong passed away at the age of 80. Bob Armstrong made his wrestling debut in 1960, and throughout his career he held several titles, such as NWA Columbus Heavyweight Championship, NWA Mid-America Heavyweight Championship, NWA North American Heavyweight Championship, USA Heavyweight Championship, and NWA Southern Heavyweight Championship. He wrestled his final match on May 11, 2019, believe it or not, at 79 for Continental Championship Wrestling in Dothan, Alabama, where he defeated the Assassin. 
He secured his tough man reputation long before he ever set foot in the ring thanks to his tour of duty in the U.S. Marine Corps and his seven-year tenure as a member of the Fair Oaks Cobb County Fire Department. Some more Cobb County going on. Bullet Bob, you may know as the father of Brad Armstrong, Scott Armstrong, Steve Armstrong, and Road Dog Brian James. He had parted with each he had partnered with each of his sons at various points over his six decade career and was inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame in twenty eleven. Old Bullet Bob. He's a good man. Women everywhere will keep his name alive with their bullet bobs. Damn right they will. <laughs> And they'll keep their arms strong. <laughs> With that pasty, we have finally a, a, a super long one. Yeah, we, we hit ones. it. We hit it. We hit the spot. Who would have thought when NXT has their worst show ever, we got a lot to talk about. Well, there's a lot to go over. That was probably our, the most we talked. <laughs> I, I feel like we talked about SummerSlam more, to be honest. But yeah. that's the duality of it, man. NXT TakeOver had to suck to make SummerSlam worth it, and that kind of sucks to say, but well, they they took one for the team. <laughs> yep, definitely did. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't have to continue doing that in the future. Let's hope not. Ah, well. With that being said, it's the end of our show. Thank you for tuning in and all that jazz. You're just gonna leave it hanging like that. Good night, folks. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Yeah. Two hours and 20 minutes. We could go another 10 minutes. We could go another 40 minutes. I think we're good. Go for an old three-hour episode. Nah, we're out. Peace.